Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this draft spectacular Tuesday, April 25th, 2023. The sports program starts right now. That sounded fantastic. Much money to you boys as well. Oh, and yeah. to everybody around the globe that is watching, we can't thank you enough for allowing us to do this every single day. Now, after we went off the air yesterday, some massive news broke mm-hmm. around the NFL. Aaron Rodgers was officially traded to the New York Jets for 40 days. We had been waiting and waiting for something to happen in the decision between the Packers and the Jets came to be yesterday at about 4.35 p.m. yesterday after the show went off the air. We hopped back into the studio, back onto the microphones. Well, some people were playing a little pickleball. Some people were in the hawk house working on their guns. And then we hopped up here and we started chit-chatting about the deal that was done. And we can't help but be very incredibly proud of both parties. Yeah, there you go. I've said some things about Goons. I question whether or not we can automatically assume he's a great GM because now we're going to get a chance to really see all his draft picks, his team moving on from the era that he was kind of handed to, which was the Aaron Rodgers era. And he might go on to be an incredible GM. I feel like the fact that he was able to get a first-rounder next year, a conditional first-rounder, which we all assume will become a first-rounder from a second-rounder because Aaron Rodgers will play at least 65% of the games. Aaron Rodgers is an Iron Man. Now, this is not a guaranteed first rounder, but it is a conditional first rounder with a first round swap, two picks uh, in this first year, giving up a fifth rounder, getting a second and sixth in return as well. Mm. So I think it's a good deal for both sides. I think both teams should be incredibly proud of what they are, and both teams online were telling the other team that they were getting fleeced. That's right. That's when you know a fucking great deal took place. Yep. Both teams thought they won it. Both teams yeah. did win it, and now we're in a situation where Aaron Rodgers is in the AFC East for real. Uh, the talks the table looks a little bit different today, but it's going to be just as fantastic. Uh, at Boston Connor is sitting next to the icon that is Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man, we appreciate you uh, obviously traveling out every single week to see us. Ty Schmidt, as everybody heard towards the end of yesterday's show, uh, cannot speak. We believe he has a double ear infection. Yikes. So that means he could not hear anything. And, you know, I I don't really, I'm not a big ear infection guy. I haven't really had a lot of these. But my dog gets them. Mm -hmm. And when my dog gets an ear infection, you're talking about just like Uh full misery, head shake, how you doing, keep it moving. I think Ty has it in both fucking ears right now. Not good. Heard that towards the end of the show yesterday. Ty, hey, we're pulling for your ears. For you, pal. He's in peace, Ty. So sitting in Ty's spot is Pac-Man Jones, and obviously we're thankful for that, but the AFC East looks a lot different today than it did just yesterday. I think everybody kind of assumed this was going to happen, yeah. but now it is the reality. Both newspapers over there, the Daily News and the New York Post or whatever, Jolly Rogers, mm-hmm. rejoice, the Daily News says. We have a quarterback, and then in Green Bay, they're actually painting over the fucking mural of Aaron Rodgers already. Dude, wow. feels like everybody won. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Now, granted, who knows what next season looks like for the Green Bay Packers or the New York Jets. Yep. The New York Jets team is very young, very talented. This will be the best defense that Aaron Rodgers has had since they won a Super Bowl is what everybody said. Mm -hmm. Arguably, it is. Massive market. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huge. Talent all around him. Mm -hmm. Alan Lazard, his guy, back in there. Yeah. Garrett Wilson's over there. Brees Hall, who we only got to see like 10, 11 games, whatever the amount of games was, he's a fantastic young running back. So good. Offense line, they're going to have to figure it out. They'll be able to do that in uh, in the draft. But this Jets team's going to be great. And Jordan Love now has an opportunity yeah. to prove whether or not he's going to be good. Win-win for all parties, except for maybe people in the AFC East, Ooh. where the Jets that have kind of always been a foregone conclusion, I believe. Oh, yeah. just a dumpster fire. And that's fire. what a lot of uh, dumpster fire. Now they're a thing, right? Oh, and yeah. As a Patriots fan, you got to be scared. 
scared to death. Hey, Pat, they got to be scared up there in New England. I would be. You know, I woke up this morning like, oh, fuck, uh, the Jets. Mm-hmm. Hey, right. Wow. You know, now I'm thinking. Now you go back and look. All right. He over here with arguably they saying the best quarterback with Kansas City. Can uh, the Jets beat Kansas City? That's a, mm, a maybe. Can they beat the Bengals? Mm, a maybe. Can they beat the Bills? Shit, they beat the Bills last year without A-Rod. So if you're looking at all the stuff that's done happening in the past 24 hours, shit, if you're waking up a Jets fan, you happy as hell. You finally got a fucking quarterback that you that you can say that's already it is, is established because the last 40 you had, this was some shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you wake up on the other side, which I love A-Rod, but I can see how some of the Packers fans are saying, hey, yo, fuck it. I'm tired of dealing with this fucking guy. He's going to the dark hole. Sure, yeah. So I can see, see both sides. Yeah. But me personally, um, I, I think this is good for the Jays. I could see how people would say that. Mm-hmm. By the way, people are saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I, only know, I only know that because my mentions are also Aaron's mentions for uh-huh. probably like 10% of the mentions that he gets. I sure. get in there. And obviously he's diving in some different waters on the internet as well now uh, with his new friendships with a Kennedy, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Just, just hanging. Those are good people to hang around. Certainly does. <laughs> He's right in the middle of a lot. But I do see a lot of Packers fans that are pretty much just like them painting over that mural. Yeah. I mean, they kind of move hours. Ready for it, ready oh. to move on. I think they're going to maybe regret that whenever there comes a time that Aaron Rodgers would normally do something, and maybe Jordan does it. And maybe maybe there isn't a time where Jordan – maybe Jordan just picks this thing up and is incredible. Looked like Aaron whenever he threw the ball to the Eagles. He can obviously move. Yeah. He's an incredible athlete. Yeah. He's gotten much better. I think everybody loves him, including Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So maybe there's no drop-off at all at any situation, and they go in a Super Bowl. That could happen. I mean, it happened with Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, mm-hmm. a little bit different situation there. But Patrick Mahomes goes there. They immediately, boom, after his first year of sitting MVP. Out. So maybe Jordan Love goes on to do that but there's going to come a time where i think you're going to remember that maybe you took a little bit for granted absolutely maybe maybe you took a little bit for granted i'm only saying that as an indianapolis coach a lot of this Mm -hmm. shit is going to come back to hit big brian pop yeah he passed on fucking t higg just imagine if t higg would have been with the packers during that little run they would have had it would have been a different team. Probably, he probably he went with the quarterback decision there. But if this don't work, it, it all come back to him. Yeah, and this is his legacy. Yeah. yeah. And that is really how it will be judged in the long run. But I like the fact that they were able to get a deal done. The Packers fans are happy with it. Very. Packers fans are pumped about the mm-hmm. deal. So PR-wise, you already won. Deal's already won. Yeah, simple. Deal is already won because I guess you could say, well, I wasn't able to get my team better, how you could judge yourself. But if your fan base is like good deal, happy, yeah, exactly. that's a winning trade. Uh-huh. I think in the NFL, I think that would be considered a winning trade because you don't have anybody on your ass. Mm-hmm. Now there's going to be Michael Lombardi's going to join us in the next hour. He's been a part of these types of trades. I'll be excited to hear his thoughts on yeah. how we uh-huh. think, how we thought we got here. Feels like it was a great deal by Gutekunst done though, honestly, because his fans are happy with it. Yes, and that's I think that's right mission. now. He- well, the, right now is the only thing that matters. Yeah, yeah here's how, right now is the only thing that matters. And I, I don't know if they did this purposely, PR wise, or the Jets did this for them, PR wise, or someone did it for them, PR wise, because there was a point there in the couple weeks ago where there was no chance in Packers fans' brains that they were getting a first round pick. Well, I think I might help too. Yeah, you probably. Because I thought have. there was no chance. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be tough because the leverage, because they had spoken so publicly about getting rid of it, like. We do not want to do this anymore. Yeah, and they had two twos. If everything we want to happen doesn't happen, yeah. 
then we'll see Aaron on our team. Exactly. That was said publicly yeah. before anything else, before the before any of the other conversations that took place. That was said by the Green Bay Packers. Every other general manager hears that. Okay. Mm -hmm. You are in a situation where we like to go fucked because yeah. the general manager drafted a quarterback, caused a big uproar, haven't been able to see if he can play. If he doesn't get to play this year, he's going to be gone. You're never going to know if he was a guy or not. They This whole situation, you traded into the first round, pissed off everybody, yeah. and now you're not going to be able to find out if that guy played. Plus, the president of your team, who acts as the owner of the team, is saying if everything we want to happen doesn't happen, you guys have zero leverage, I thought. Gundogan's yeah. worked it. It was a shit show, but yeah, he, he did unbelievable. Gundogan's worked it. To I mean, that's a great – that's a really good deal, I think, publicly. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, maybe he does go on and draft a bunch of great players. But to Pac-Man's point about, like, drafting T. Higgins, even going back shorter than that, if he just didn't say a fucking thing when Aaron went into the darkness and decided, like, hey, I'm just going to hands off, let it go, and then maybe when he comes out he'll retire or maybe, you know, he'll come out and want to play one more year for us. But, yeah, if you're a Jets fan, there's no way that you can look at this and say we screwed this up. They got Aaron Rodgers. They do have an – And a fifth round. And a fifth yeah. round pick. <laughs> yeah. And they still yeah. have – first round pick in the top 15 but like they are an unbelievable squad as a whole and you know pac-man mentioned they beat the bills 2017 but without a doubt this is the best division rogers has ever been in they've never had uh they've had what one team with the bears when he first came in and then what the vikings for a little maybe, maybe but this is by far the most competitive division that he'll play in and then yeah. you know the afc west they're pretty good but i'm not saying that as in you know temper your expectations for the jets it's super bowl or bust now absolutely now, now there is no, there, anything less than a Super Bowl for them will be a disappointment, whereas the Packers, although, you know, they kind of can temper expectations, they do have to decide on a fifth-year option by the end of next May, week. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely going to pick that up. But, they have to. What a move by Woody, though. Go down to the dark hole with Aaron and figure <laughs> this shit out. Oh, my God. He said it was going to happen, though. He said it was going to happen. Hey, I like this as a, like a, if I'm a Jets fan, yeah, yeah, I think this this is just like uh, when the Dolphins went all in last year. Bingo. So the Dolphins were being blamed for trying to lose. Yep. Like that's not a good thing nope. for a fan base to hear. Oh, the team that we invest our fucking time into, mm -hmm. our energy, our emotions right. into, now it's being alleged, which we we don't know whatever came of that. No, they got. That's why they lost their. First round pair. Oh, that, that, that was from Tampa. Okay. Okay. We don't okay. know whatever came. That got real quiet real quick because in the NFL you can't have yeah can't have that. We assume that that's not true. Right. We just hope that that's not mm -hmm. true. But that was being alleged very publicly. Like, hey, this team is openly trying to like pay people to actually yeah. lose. That was being alleged on incentivized. There. So as the fan, incentivized losing. <laughs> yeah. So as the fan, like, fuck this team. Like, what are we? Exactly. What are we even talking about? It's hard to continue and invest. And then they spend all that money on Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. They bring in a new head coach. Armstead. They trade for people. They bring in like it's like it's almost like the get back on the other side is like I'm sorry, okay. Did, we were thinking about the future. Don't want to offend you. Let's get real good real quick. All in. It's almost like the Jets are like they realize what they have right now. Yeah. We got a great young class. Mm -hmm. The way to have a great young class go on and win big is we can spend money in certain positions. It's mm -hmm. more specifically important positions mm -hmm. and kind of get a veteran who's been there done that. It's almost like a plug and play situation where you won't be able to last forever because if they have success all those fucking guys 
are going to cost so much money. Yes. Yeah. So all these young guys that are so good yeah. are going to get so expensive from playing alongside Aaron Rodgers. But Woody understands that that's going to be because they're going to be great. They're going to get back in the conversation. It's the first time in like 20 years oh, yeah. where anybody thinks that the Jets are going to be yeah. anything. And it's been a celebration in New York. They're going to put a parade together for the fucking guy. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a great morning over there. There was another another team that would be the first time they did anything in 20 years that picked up a all-time great quarterback, and that was the Buccaneers, and they went on to win a Super Bowl when it happened. The other side is the Broncos, but I don't I think Aaron, well, Rams. You can have the Rams. Rams in there. Well, Broncos in there. I think Aaron is leaps and bounds better than than Russ, though. So I don't see the Broncos things happening. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Stafford in, in that category. Well, what do we even bring up the Broncos for? Well, we, I mean what? that was that people last year when Russ got traded, they were like fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, Peyton two point Well, remember because Aaron was going to go to the Broncos mm-hmm. a couple years back. All they needed was quarterback. They'd win a Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. That's- so then they got a brand new head coach. And a brand-new quarterback. Didn't work out. That head coach now. See you. The offense coordinator yes. f- with Aaron. Mm-hmm. It's a gold zone. For the New York Jets. It is the gold zone. They love gold. Allen Lazard's over there. Young guys. They have to be successful. Oh, yeah. On the offensive side of the ball, right? If you look at them, if you look at the running back, you put a check by it. Brees yep. is a really good running back. Unbelievable. I'm talking about top in the league. Yep. If you go and look what they did on the offensive side of the ball with the wide receivers that they just brought in, that make them a top group. They got three of the top receivers. I would say, um, what's uh, Barkley, um, no. Jimmy? Oh shit, wrong paper. Um, sorry, guys. It's Garrett. Uh, <laughs> Garrett, Garrett Wilson, Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. Hardman. Hardman. They still um, have Corey Davis too. They still Davis. have Corey Davis. So if you look at the wide receivers, they got three good wide receivers that can match up. You got to have three good receivers in this league. So I, I think they're there. And the defense, they was top. 10 top five defense last year. So they know – does Aaron know the offense already? We yeah. assume he does. I mean, both the floors. Hackett's offense? Yeah. Is the other the floor already had him? No, floor's gone. Oh, he Fired got... him. Okay. Brought in Hackett. Yeah, but he's he... already done Hackett's yeah. offense, right? Yeah. If we're just assuming Hackett's offense is the same mm-hmm. as when LaFleur was running the offense in Green Bay yeah. and he was running the red zone, also known as the gold zone. Who knows how much he's changed? Shouldn't be much because when he, when he, whatever he did change, he take the Denver – it did not work. Yeah, I thought we already knew once he got that job that Aaron was coming. Like, yeah, that, that was, was that was the talk around. So now. we actually asked Aaron. We said, um, would any coaching hire mm-hmm. sway you to go anywhere? Because didn't didn't just want to say, hey, the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. So, so are you going or? But he answered it and even brought up Nathaniel Hackett and yeah. talked about how much he cared about him, how much he appreciated him. But he didn't think that that was the decision or a factor in where or what his future looked like. It's crazy because he went into that dark hole. Mm-hmm. 90% retired, 10% coming back. Exactly. And the reason why he was 90% retired, 10% coming back, is because a year prior to that, whenever he was thinking about how the season was going to go, he, they were going to win a Super Bowl, then he was going to go into the darkness, mm-hmm. and he was going to ride off into the sunset. That was going to be his plan. He told us this. Yeah, the darkness sunset. He was going to win the Super Bowl, darkness sunset. Boom. The cowboy has hung his hat on an NFL run. Good run. That was the plan. Yep. Yeah. Then they don't. Team does not make it to the playoffs first time, long time. Yeah, very disappointing. Been the MC Championship, back-to-back MVPs. Hey, we just need to take the next step. We're going to do that. That is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's the natural next evolution of what we're running over here. We're going to win a Super Bowl. Then I'm going to go into a fucking hole in Oregon, and then I'm going to retire. And I'm done. And then I'm done with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Got two rings. Everybody can kiss my ass. Everybody's talking about uh, this. What's that? One ring. No. Well, no, no. Oh, yeah, they won. Won. oh, oh yeah, excuse I got, me, excuse got me. two rings, yeah. got four MVPs, maybe yeah. five because I'm going to win another Wide. one. Mm-hmm. My resume is legit. Yeah. I did what I did. We won a Super Bowl. I go off on a high knowing I could still play if I ever wanted to. Mm-hmm. 
Then it completely changes, goes into darkness. As you say, I still want to ride off into the sunset. Still had a plan. Darkness, sunset, darkness, sunset. What, what is dark will come to the light. Yeah. That was still his plan. Yeah. 90% retired, 10% coming back. Then when he's in there, yeah. sitting all alone, smelling his poop because he didn't flush it the whole way. That's right. Because he couldn't see anything. <laughs> so hungry. You know what I mean? So hungry because he was only eating one time a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he had the ability to just flick a switch that was literally right in front of him. He went to it. To turn on the light every single day. His face accidentally ran into it a couple of times. This light switch to turn on the light in the darkness. While he was in there tripping balls mm-hmm. like Queen's Gambit on the ceiling, he seen just one more chip get stacked on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He said, I ain't going out like that, am I? Boom. No, I'm not. They're calling me a bum saying I'm washed up. I'm washed up? Just won two MVPs back-to-back, bro. Boom. Then he starts growing his hair. Boom. I'm getting another tattoo. Boom. All I need is one more motivation. Bang. And he starts, like, kind of stacking it up on top of each other. Then he gets to his phone five days later because, remember, there's a sensory overload activation period Mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah, exactly. That you got to, like, hang out in a cabin. Yeah, slowly but surely reintegrating into your life. That has a little bit of light but not a lot of bit of light Mm -hmm. because if they just throw you back into the sunlight, I guess your brain just explodes immediately. Exactly. Boom, darkness, too much. So he gets his phone back. Here's a voicemail. Hey, we're moving on or whatever they said. said, He said, boom, that's it. He's all the way back. I think whenever you say Super Bowl or bust, I think that is – 10,000% 10,000% yep. the case. Oh, yeah. I think Woody Johnson knows that's the case. Uh-huh. I think during their 11-hour visit, whenever he went out to Malibu to talk to Aaron, they talked about how uh, this is my plan. I want to win, and then we want to do that. So I think if they win, they're completely cool with giving up that first rounder next mm-hmm. year. Oh, yeah. That's probably where the negotiation was held up at. But it is – this is a motive – this is going to be a very motivated Aaron Rodgers. Very. Very, very, very mo- – my personal opinion. Even in recent like memory with how motivated he was with them drafting a quarterback, more motivated than he was then it feels like he is now. Yeah, spiteful with the – it felt like a little bit of like, you know, a little pissed off. Yeah. Coming back to almost tell the NFL like, look, I still got it, fuck you. Yes. Feels similar. Very. Like mm-hmm. you're saying it feels more – I think so too. Yeah. I th- because it's, everybody it's is more. writing him off. Like so back then it was like only – Packers oriented, mm-hmm. front office oriented, I yeah. think, because of how they handled his uh, former friends, mm-hmm. former teammates, the draft doing what they're doing, all the public statements where sure. Mark Murphy was emailing things saying, this guy sucks to deal with. And everybody, yeah. like, you know, that was Crazy. kind of all kind of happening yeah. in there. Now it's almost like aimed at everybody. Mm-hmm. And he's with people that are similar, right? Because oh, yeah, the yeah. Jets haven't done shit. No. People have buried the Jets yep. forever. So it's almost like this feels like an incredible marriage mm-hmm. that's going to benefit, I think, both ways very quickly. I have very high expectations of the New York Jets. How high were my expectations of the Broncos last year? I don't remember. They, they were a top ten in Super Bowl odds. So oh, yeah, yeah, but I don't remember mine personally. Yeah, but okay. Aaron is going to be way higher than yeah. the other quarter. Odds have already moved. Odds yeah. have moved now that it's been official. I mean, there's people that are expecting them to be great. I think they should expect to be great, and I can't wait to watch and enjoy the ride. Rex Ryan was on TV this morning. Mm-hmm. He looks so good. Yeah, wearing his dad's ring. Yeah, Dad's ring, Jets uh, bomber jacket. Unreal. Incredible tan. Mm-hmm. Speaking that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Rex Ryan needs to be on TV more. I fucking love that human, but obviously he enjoys the Jets. The entire Jets faithful is having a parade today, and I'm happy as hell for him. And I think so one of the things that Aaron was missing last year, too, in, in this down season was a go-to guy. And, and it, during this draft prep, I've been watch, watching a lot of highlights. Garrett Wilson is a fucking dog, dude. Like, he is going – like, him and Aaron are going to be so fucking good together next year. It's, it's, 
I can't wait to watch it. And Aaron, um, and I guess there's some people that have never probably been at a level of competition to really truly be able to judge. I think Aaron likes uh, teaching and coaching yeah, too. Yeah. So like young guys on that team, right? Mm -hmm. So like a lot of like, hey, think of this instead of this. And you're getting to learn from a guy that's been around for fucking 20 years pretty much in a place that's won so much, four MVPs. He has a recall of... He, he recites, like, a 2007 defense that he saw in week four yeah. whenever he's playing in, like, 2020. So, like, that is the type of brain this human has. His football IQ is obviously absurd. And now he's getting around a group that seems eager. All of them change their fucking profile. Mm -hmm. yeah. All of them change their Twitter ads. cow. They're like, yeah. yeah, they're, like, sending texts, like, hey, we want you over here because they're a part of a generation that's, like, fans of Aaron Rodgers. He's going into a perfect situation. Joining us now is a member of the Jets fan base, a man who is celebrating loudly all over his socials, and we believe that's for good reason. He's also the host of Say Less Show with Kaz, Lowkey and Rosie, Count It Basketball Podcast, what? and he covers wrestling for the Ringer slash Spotify. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, Kazim Famuyide. Yeah! Good uh, Hey, was that name? Going, hey, name was right? Yeah, oh, you, you, mur you murdered it. You got it right. <laughs> Fuck Let's yeah! Go. A lot of people don't get it on the first try, so you're good there. Let's go! Dude! Listen, I got I got some agusi soup for you, so for pronouncing Nigerian pronunciation so rightly, I got you next time. Okay, I just want to let you know I appreciate that because there was a time during a draft where I gave a pick announcement for a player, and at the time, the way the name was pronounced was vastly different than what it got changed to about two years later. So I get, I get almost attacked for mispronouncing people's names. And whenever you came on, I wanted to show you the respect because I appreciate you. You've always been so incredibly kind to me publicly in the wrestling world and everything else. I appreciate the hell out of you for making time, Kaz. Pat, uh, this is really an honor. You know what I mean? I've always been a fan of your work, and obviously Not uh, just in sports media and everything you kind of cover, you're kind of like the blueprint, especially what you've done with wrestling and everything. So, dude, it truly is an honor, man. Thank you. And he didn't even, he didn't even call me to ask me how to pronounce it, too. He did his own research and everything. You oh, have, yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 you have no idea. <laughs> Long conversation. <laughs> it was a real, it was a full thing over here, but uh, you're crushing it, too. You're everywhere. Obviously, in the wrestling world, basketball world, now I can't wait for your football take on the New York Jets. Hey, seems like you guys are going to be a great team. You guys have sucked for 20 years, right? This morning is the first time everybody has seemingly woke up in the Jets fan base and said, we're going to win the fucking Super Bowl. Is that is that an accurate depiction of what's happening over yeah, there? I, I have no idea how to feel. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how you guys live with, like, competent franchises, but for the first time, <laughs> I actually wake up with some hope. I mean, there were so many games. I forgot what the stat was, but I think the Jets had seven wins where they gave up 18 points. And there were so many times I was watching, I was just like, anybody. God, I was almost, I was this close to talking myself into Ryan Tannehill. That's how bad <laughs> the season was in the quarterback position. But ah, fuck those picks. We got Aaron Rodgers. We're all in on this season. I'm, I'm super excited, man. It couldn't be better right now. If he plays more than 65%, we assume it'll be a successful season where at least you get to a playoffs and a playoff win. So giving up a first-rounder next year for that, I think you all would say, yeah, we're cool with that with the lack of success we've had for so long. Win-win trade on both sides. Can you tell me why everybody hated Zach Wilson, though? Because you just <laughs> talked about being all in on Tannehill, who had a $36 million price tag. Yep. I do believe. And shout-out to Tannehill. Hey, shout-out shout out to Tannehill. I fucking love He's a great athlete and everything like that. But then I thought about, like, the whole stadium 
giving Strebler a standing ovation on primetime because he wasn't Zach Wilson. Like, what happened? Zach Wilson, was what, what, what was it about Zach? Was it the initial draft night where he was caught throwing up gang signs uncomfortably where everybody just assumed in the city, in the tri-state area, that this guy's not going to fit in here? He's not going to be able to gel well to the big city light? or the What is it about Zach Wilson? And when did it become like, uh, this dude is not our dude. Y'all were booing him out of the fucking stadium last season. Yeah. When did that yeah. happen, you think? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Zach Wilson's probably a nice guy in real life. I've never met the guy, but just from what I saw as a fan, there was just so many instances where you kind of know when someone's the dude. And there was a handful of things that kind of like made me raise an eyebrow. The first thing I raised my eyebrow was, okay, he wasn't named captain for his team. And I was like, huh, that's odd. I'm like, oh. what's the NFL not named captain? I'm like, all right, but you kind of put it in the back of your mind. You're like, oh, you know, he just kind of blew up in the second half of his football season, the pandemic year. You you you, you convince yourselves that all these red flags don't really mean anything, right? And then on top of that, when they when he got the job, he didn't really have to compete for it. He never really won it. And on top of that, when you come to this city, there's a small part that a lot of people don't talk about is, like, you got to win over the city somehow, right? Like, you either got to go through some adversity or you got to do something that really in, in, endears yourself into the New York, New Jersey area. And yeah. for some reason, like, every time Zach Wilson had a chance to, it always just came off a little uncomfortable. Like, even, like, his biggest play. Like, think about it. Like, his biggest play last year, he catches a touchdown. He gets a Philly special. He does a white guy gritty. <laughs> and I'm just like, Need a better gritty than that? Yeah. Nah, going to need a better gritty than that, Zach. That's, in, that's a... Yeah, like, I'll even, I'll even take the Gasecki's, like, his, his little thing that he does. Like, Zach Wilson, you can tell he, like, practice it in the mirror, like, way too long. And it was it just came out. Oh, so you guys hate him. Him. That, that, you, yeah. yeah, yeah, there it is right no there. Yeah, this he was like one and two and one and two and one. Okay, right. Like yeah, the yeah. last thing that really let me know Zach wasn't the guy was when Mike White uh, came in. And uh, I think the entire offensive line had, like, Mike White T-shirts. And, like, all the Jets beat reporters like, oh, no, they wear shirts for teammates all the time. I'm like, okay, so why haven't I never – why was it never a headline? Like, why is this thing? It kind of showed you there that, yeah, he's probably a good dude. This is the company guy, but he's not the guy for this team. The Jets got so good so fast. They killed it in the draft. Sauce is a dog. dog. Brees Hall was probably going to be the best running back in the division. Yeah. And Garrett Wilson the, uh, is a generational wide receiver. They got too good too fast. So, unfortunately for Zach Wilson, he had to cast the vapors and uh, – now we got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, that's not a bad place to have be. I saw Zach Wilson's mom, who also mixed it mixed it up in there. Yep. In that whole uh -huh. from draft night all the way till now, Zach Wilson. The mom was a character in the story at one <laughs> point, and then she removed herself. Remember, she like blocked Smart. herself, Smart. Right, and then yeah. she came back. She's happy that Zach is going to be around Aaron. I think she's like thankful for his future. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is something that Zach needs, a guy that I assume he has a lot of respect for. Now, he should have had respect for Mike White. When Mike White got on the field, you guys were winning. I don't, I don't think anybody was like, hey, Mike White is going to win a Super Bowl with the Jets. But I think people are like, this is a lot better than it has been. Speaking of being, you know, like terrible times for you guys for so long, I saw a lot of Jets fans, Greeny included, but numerous others that said, the Jets are going to fuck this deal up. Even though the Packers have said, we plan on trading him, Aaron says, I want to go to the Jets. And then Joe Douglas, while he's boozed up at a WFAN event, says, he's going to be here, brother. You know, he does that, <laughs> that full thing. It's like, 
did you guys think there was a chance this deal wasn't going to happen? So whenever it goes through, you're like, Phew, all right, we don't have a chance to fuck this up? Or was it kind of understood that this was going to happen and it was just a waiting game at this point? Yeah, I think we all kind of assumed it was going to happen, but there was just so many outlying variables that kind of made you think, okay, well, there's Lamar Jackson out there. Like, what would you do to get a Lamar Jackson right now? And then there was, you know, all these other backup quarterbacks that, you know, at this point, I know we talked about Mike White and him, you know, playing as well. It was just the first time we saw close to confident quarterback player, right? <laughs> so, like I said, I was starting to talk myself into Ryan Tannehill. This thing was taking so long, and I was – you know, shout out to them for getting it done. I mean, God, Joe Douglas was in there slizzard at the WFAM party. Like, I don't know how many tequila shots he had in. But once I saw that, oh, no. I was like, this is either going to be the worst thing that's ever happened in the Jets franchise or I'm we're actually getting a Hall of Fame quarterback that's coming to our city. So, uh, it, yeah, it, it, it did get you a little nervous, but I, I did. I did really like Lamar Jackson. I did think Lamar right. Jackson would have been a great sort of him, backup plan, but him and Aaron Brees. Rodgers puts all the chips to the table. I'm with it. Imagine him and Brees. And that, I mean, that would be Man, That's fair. a big jump, though. He said Tannehill. Then he went to, <laughs> oh, my God. You went all the way down to Tannehill, bro? Right, yeah, he was but, ready. I mean, listen, who else was left? Jesus Christ. I mean, there's really nobody in the room. Derek Carr. Yeah. Derek Carr was in there for a second. He was in the building, allegedly. Heineke. Oh, you guys got Aaron Rodgers, dude. Okay. Uh, How about it? Listen, good. luckily we don't got to think about that at all. Uh, I think Rodgers is going to be a great New York slash New Jersey person. I think he'll be more of a hack and sack guy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> lots of lots of trees, lots of fields, lots of places for him to kind of go and zen out and do what he needs to do. You know what I mean? Everyone thinks just because he's in New York City, it's going to be a whole bunch of media circus and all that type of stuff. I'm like, nah, man. MetLife Stadium's in New Jersey. Way out there. Lots of open space. Lots of legal weed. Lots of legal drugs. Lots whoa, whoa. of good stuff. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Drugs, whoa. drugs, plants, plants. We're in plants. Yeah. We're in a plants game, not in the plants, drugs plants, game. Plants, plants, right, Yeah, right, and words right, are spelled. Yeah. They cast spells. Come on. <laughs> that was actually said to us by your quarterback. So let's go ahead and get in the, uh, in the entire game. What if he goes out there and he just becomes full suit? What if he? Yeah, be cool. What if he becomes James Bond every single day in New York? <laughs> and buys in yeah. to the big city. I don't think he will, but I do think you guys are going to have success immediately. Super Bowl or bust, huh? Yeah, got to be. It's got to be Super Bowl or bust. Like I'm not. We're not. You're not trading away all those draft picks to get to the AFC title game or just to make the playoffs. Like you're doing the Brady. You're pushing all your chips to the table, man. How much like, did you Super trade? Bowl. So is a second, a sixth. In another second, right? That, that ain't that bad. Could but you got a fifth. Yeah, yeah. And, and in most years, I would say that's a, that's a that's a lot for somebody. That's a haul. But you got to think about how they absolutely murdered the draft. Yeah, who won? Right? Who won like, this you've trade? You almost made up for two who, or three. Hey, who won this trade? Who won the trade? Do you think, Cass? Uh listen. The Jets got the better player. If the Jets are are competent in an eleven plus one franchise, they win automatically. The only reason why you even make this trade and you're comfortable giving up all those picks is because last year you drafted Johnson, you drafted Hall, you drafted Wilson. Hot. You're good for at least two or three draft mm -hmm. draft years. Yeah. So I think the Packers got a nice haul. They might have they might have fleeced the Jets a little bit, but at the end of the day, you got to pay that New York tax. You got to get the quarterback <laughs> that you wanted. We all saw what we, we wanted from them. And we got it. So we got the best player. The Jets win the, the, the trade. 
And uh, it's Super Bowl of bus right now, baby. I couldn't be more excited. The word fleeced was trending from both sides last night yep. on the trade. <laughs> and that's a good deal. Yeah. Hey, anytime mm -hmm. that's happening, that means a great deal is taking place. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Kaz, when you look back at the illustrious career of the Jets and the whole entire organization, and whether you, know, you just want to kind of rank these from your life on this planet as a Jets fan or all-time, or where you put you know, acquiring Rodgers as an all-time moment for the Jets? Like, is it above Rex Ryan? Let's go get a fucking snack, or is it, you know, right below <laughs> name a Super Bowl? What do you think? It's it's sad, because I could probably name them all off the top of my head. All right, Rex Ryan, let's go get a fucking snack. Uh, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game, Great, is up there. Yo, uh, Bart Scott, can't wait. Is up there as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fitzmagic, that great half a season when he was just lights out, you know? know. And then you start looking at all these lists, and it's like, wow, it's really sad that <laughs> a Twitter notification is like one of the happiest moments of my Jets <laughs> fandom, right? Yeah, so, you guys like you guys got gifts. You guys got gifts, and then this, uh -huh. right? Those are all gifts. Yeah. Let's go get a fucking snack. Yep. The uh, all the Rex Ryan things. Can't wait. Can't wait is the one of the better mm -hmm. gifts on the internet. Herm. Shout out Bart Scott. Yeah. Herm is another. It's all gift moments. And then it's all of a sudden just the hope that you're going to win a Super Bowl. I think we all have faith. Oh, yeah. Pac has a question for you, Kaz. Yeah, the hope is to win a Super Bowl. Can you rank the, your division oh. now that you have the quarterback that you want? Well, right now, I still think it's Jets and Bills at the very top. I think it's a toss-up. Last year, the Jets played them really well with a not-good quarterback situation. I think that defense is going to carry them after that. I'll, 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 go, I'll jump off the building. I'll go Jets one. Okay. I go Bills number two. What? I mean, the Dolphins are loaded as well. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people aren't really talking about them. I think they got to figure out if two is going to be healthy. So, Dolphins are three? Dolphins are three? Dolphins are three. I got the... Shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you yeah, guys Bill? surprised? I got, I got oh, what are we acting right like now, this is man. news? Cass thinks you guys are dead. Is this brand? You guys do Cass too. Cass thinks you guys are you dead. You guys do dead. too. No, we're going to Don't, point, don't, don't, don't point, you dare point at Cass. Cass acting dead. like it's his thought. You got the same one. <laughs> He's been uh, saying uh, it for a while. So don't Why do you put me in fucking news? It's on me, dude. It's him. It's both of you. It's on me. I knew what you were doing. Dolphins are three. Dolphins are three. That's you just. I just wanted him to clarify what he was saying. Hey, I know what drum you're pounding on. I will say it with my chest. The Patriots go. will finish last. Ooh, oh my God! Yeah, God, God. 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 Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll see. Two is definitely going to play seventeen games. Oh my God! I don't care about that. Yeah, like, yeah, I got no problem with that. I want to know. I'm not problem. I just wanted to hear. What I, he I was saying because it sounded like he was saying what he was saying. No, you you wanted, you wanted to lead him to the water of Patriots finishing last. No, I, I didn't. I knew exactly what you're. I just wanted okay. to make sure he was clear. That's you know? hey, look. It's okay. You can admit it, and I will humbly forgive you. Connor, can, can you rank the division? Sure. Can Patriots won, <laughs> and then all three of them last. Boom! <laughs> Tying for last. Easy. There's one, and then two with three fucking names. Two and fifteen. Boom! 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 <laughs> Diggs has a question for you, Kaz. Kaz, Jets fans uh, used to love going to Radio City Music Hall to boo the Jets draft pick. Do you ever do that? And um, what's the pick this year that won't make Jets fans boo? Well, I feel like the Jets just Drake. need to shore up that offensive line. So I think anybody that they get, whether it's a center or a left tackle, I think the Jets fans will be happy about. I was never that type of fan, all right? Like, I would never go all the way just to boo some 19- to 20-year-old kid <laughs> getting his dream, you know, realized for the first time. Like, that's just not my style. I can boo from the company in my own home because I, I booed 
I booed Porzingis. I booed, I booed. This is what New Yorkers do. We boo on draft picks. Like, I don't know why we do it. I think it's like a rite of passage or something like that. This guy's and, sorry. Um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a sorry couple of years, man. But, uh, no, nah, I think the Jets, now that they, they've traded back two spots, they can do what they need to do and really shore up that offensive line, which I think was probably their biggest need outside of quarterback. Um, the defense is, is loaded, and I think a year stronger is going to be even better than they were last year. I mean, Sauce and DJ were just absolutely just lights out over there. Quinnen Williams is going to be another year stronger. I just think the offensive line, they got to keep, Aaron Rodgers upright. You mentioned that 65% of those uh, <laughs> of those games that he needs to get in there. The only way to stay there is he stays upright. I know he could scramble. I know he could run. I don't want to see you run, bro. We got Brees Hall. We got Zay Knight. We got Garrett Wilson to stand in the pocket and just take care of those weapons and stay upright. I want to see you for at least two seasons nah. in Gang Green. Nah, don't he, be a hero. Listen, maybe Dude. he'll play two seasons, but he's like a fucking meathead when it comes to that stuff. Yep. Yeah. He like – he. He, like, feels as if he has to do it. You know what I mean? Like, Pat, I got to know, are you going to be coming to these games? Are you going to be in New York a lot this season? I'll tell you what, Teterboro, not too bad from yeah. MetLife, you know, getting downtown. It's like a 10-minute like trip, trip from uh, Teterboro, I want to say. The worst part about that part of the world is just, like, it's impossible to get there, you know? Like driving, yeah. traveling, it's very difficult. If we had a place that we lived there downtown, maybe we'd be able to enjoy it. Sure. Love going for the weekend, though. I'm sure we'll come mm -hmm. to a game. We got to come to a game. We got to go to a game. You got to pull up. Well, you, the wife will cook a nice dinner. I'm like a stone store from MetLife Stadium. Like it's, here we it's, it's go. A nice spot man, you'll enjoy it. Is Fireman Ed coming over? Or? <laughs> yeah, okay, Fireman Ed. But Fireman Ed got his own section, man. I, I'm not. I'm yeah. not big. Enough, I'm not big time enough to three different Fireman Ed yet, man. Hey, we, always... we appreciate you. Your own section's on the way, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good luck to your Knicks. I know you're big into that, and uh, thank yes, you for sir. all that you do for the wrestling business too, brother. Pat, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. And uh, it really is an honor, bro. Appreciate you. Thank Ladies you. Ladies and gentlemen, Kazim Famayade. Yeah, Fucking nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Home run. Walked it off, too. Whenever he said, oh, you looked it up, you didn't even call and ask. It's like, Fucking you have no idea. 20-minute mm -hmm. yeah, conversation. You can spit it right out, too. I had to. Yeah, you did. You should see the brain whenever it's like, all right, here we go. This is. The, did we just waste that 10 minutes mm -hmm. over there? Where there was Google Voice, <laughs> Google Search, yep. muting TVs, phonetic so spelling, hear it be pronounced. It's like let's show this man respect. Because every time somebody calls me McAfee, I think to myself, uh, "Fuck this person." Yeah, I'm out of here. You know, so I don't want to have that happen to us. Seems like Jets fans are excited yeah, as they be. should be. Yeah. Shout out to Kaz and incredible work that he does. You know, Brian Gutekunst spoke about this trade. Uh, pretty long, lengthy quotes oh, yeah. about the respect he has for Aaron and the gratitude that he has for Aaron and the, how he wished he could have had the conversations with Aaron that he thinks, you know, would have been able to settle this all. I have so much respect for Aaron, not only the person, but the player that he is, Kunikun said. There's so much gratitude in what he's done for his organization. Again, it would have been nice to have those conversations, but at the same time, over the last few years, I kind of understood that that may not happen. So it's different. It'll probably hit me a little bit at some other juncture when I don't have a lot on my plate. I know this. He'll always be a Packer. He'll be one of the best who have ever done it around here. I have a lot of respect how he went about it, and he'll be missed. There's no doubt about it. Players like that don't come around very often. But at the same time, we're really excited where we're headed and what we're moving to do and wish him nothing but the best. That was a classic. Let me finish this page. And to summarize, 
boost. Turn the page. Yes. We are very excited for what's coming. They have to be. They've yeah. made that decision. But I do appreciate the fact that Goons Goons high roading this. Him saying those conversations I kind of come to understand over the last couple of years probably wouldn't happen. What does that mean? He feels like uh, he and Aaron don't get along, or there was definitely points where they did not. Yeah, I would assume that that's. And the then case. there was yeah. pictures of him in training camp. Uh, was it this? No, last year, last season training camp. Joshing. Yeah, well, yeah, they're just joshing around. They and were buddies again, but you know, I mean, that could also be very fake. What? Not in this world. Aaron, Aaron did say that the relationship yeah. with Brian was much better while yeah. we were talking to him going into the season. Yeah, so what does that mean? And Guti, I think, came out after Aaron said that if you want to move on, I wish you would have just told me as opposed to everything kind of happened. That's kind of how we worded it on our Yeah, team, right? Yeah. Exactly. Do I remember that the same way? Yep. Yes. yes. And then Goody came out and said that he wasn't even able to get a hold of him or have the conversation with him. It's like, well, that's not good news either. Like, mm -hmm. if the GM and the quarterback can't get a hold of each other, like, that's... All of it is not good news. Whether it's the miscommunication and the way it was said where you're like, yeah, hey, whatever you want to do, and then it goes into a hole and then says, no, fuck this guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's move on. If that's what happened, okay, bad communication. If you can't get a hold of somebody, that leads to the relationship that you had to lead to that moment. Probably not good communication. Yes. And then if they go in and draft a weapon and Aaron goes to OTAs, we will all say, this could have just been at Green Bay, but both parties seem to be happier. I assume five years, six years down the road, Guti, Aaron will have the same interaction that he and Coach McCarthy had mm -hmm. when the Dallas Cowboys yeah. came back to Green Bay. Yeah, Guti kind of saying to Aaron, like, hey, go take your time before all of the, you know, not being able to get a hold of them and all that. That's where it felt like he was kind of... Uh, not blindsided, but it felt like he was kind of unexpecting a text like that coming out of the darkness when he was just told, like, hey, do your process. Was it a text or a voicemail, I wonder? Uh, I assume. It's not like all bullshit to me. Everything. Yeah, um, even the letter that, that he put out right there. It don't seem like it's no, like, ain't no love in that letter. For all the stuff that Aaron Rodgers done done for Green Bay, it should have been a little passion in the motherfucking letter. You don't think there was? Maybe it was the way I was reading it. don't like no passion in that I have... So much respect yeah. for him. <laughs> How about that? Not only the person, but the player he is. That's a lot of love. There's you think he wrote that? There's so much gratitude in what he's done for this organization. Again, it would have been nice to have those conversations, but at the same time, over the last few years, I kind of understood that. Heartbreakingly, that may not happen. So it's different. It would probably hit me a little bit at some other juncture, you know, yeah. when I don't have as much on my plate. You know, we got the draft coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's billions of dollars here. If yeah, we're like two and ten, it'll yeah. hit me like a... You don't remember a night that he played that okay. you could have put in there that was fucking special? Oh, like I remember oh, the Chicago God. Bears halftime. This is weak. He's got a lot on his plate. He's not thinking about yeah. it. He's got the draft. 20 years. He's got to pick up the draft. It is a little weird. It sounds like he's saying he wanted to get a chance to tell Aaron how he feels about him, what he's meant to the organization, but for whatever reason couldn't. Yeah, what's that all about? Feels like that's something you would do as a GM of a team when you're trading someone. Feels like you would have that conversation with them. Maybe, unless you guys just didn't like each other, which we could be all acknowledging at the same time here. Sure. Sure. Maybe. But did he say there's so much gratitude? Sounds like that's what you're saying. You're saying that this is all bullshit. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. I saw I, gratitude. Yeah, I it. think it's total bullshit. Like, <laughs> you know, he got but, his guy, bro. Like, he drafted who he wanted. Like, Aaron's not his guy. Like, he really don't care about all the shit that he's saying in this letter. Um, he might have respect for him and gratitude. But besides that, no, the whole letter is, is bullshit. We have just gone through this with a, a different uh, Packers situation. But when words are written out and we can't actually hear yeah. how they are being said, yes. it is much different. So you see, you know, there's so much gratitude in what he's done. But how, like, do we know? Was it like, there's so much? <laughs> 
Exactly. Gratitude that's, for what he's done. That's what I'm saying. You know, Pack, you know? Have maybe I didn't read him right. Y'all, ha- y'all have seen when he came out and talked. Yeah, it, it's no great hair. Remember we saw him for the first so time. Nice. His hair was fucked. He's ready for the show. That's it. Clean. It, well, whatever, Matt. If they both go on to win, they'll both be happy. They'll see each other down the road, shake hands, and move on. Aaron's mural's already been painted in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. All right, fucking cover that thing up. Right, already painted one in New York. See you later. They got a parade for him over in New York. He probably told him that, huh? He probably told him, he'll go hurry up, cover it up. Yeah, who yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah uh, we're trade is official in like two minutes. <laughs> get that plant, get that fucking paint ready for that mural that I gotta drive by every goddamn day. <laughs> Imagine if that is Gooty's right, right here. Boom. Did they paint something new or yeah? Why black? Did... Just a black wall is how it's ended. Why didn't they put a massive heart for love? That's that would have been, that been sick. They should have just done this. What if they did Gooty? What if they drew Gooty on her? What if Aaron too. feels about the drawing of him on there? You know what I mean? Oh, if he even likes really, it. I think he, had little, he had a little kind of uh, look like a 90-year-old, didn't he? A little droopy face. They just, they just copied his uh, program photo. He's got saggy eyelids in they that photo. That is a little, little What's saggy that about? Well, he I was, just got back from my Yeah, he was tired. Uh, actually, he was just in Costa Rica. Just hanging? That's what the internet said. He was in Costa Rica on a, uh, what was it? A uh, Mitt reported it and said. Connective retreat? No, it was a wellness, uh, wellness. wellness retreat in Costa Rica. Just coming I'm out pumped the that leave that left the shark up though, because that shark is fucking sweet. It's actually the same shark from one of your shirts, I think. Yeah, it is actually. That is a good looking shark sea. over there. And then there's something else. What part of town is this in Green Bay? I heard that when you walk through these parts of towns in Green Bay, yeah, you gotta really keep your head on swivel. I was gonna say it looks yeah. like a dumpy part of Green Bay. What? Yes, but yeah. dumpy. I just don't see any grass. Uh, that building on the right is made out of that like gross brick. Oh my God! Not Ty like the would brick be behind you. Ty would be so angry. Ty would I be don't know. So hot right now. Ty can't hear us. He's got two ear infections. Yeah. Ty, Ty, I'm gonna speak gonna, up for you. Yeah, you're gonna speak louder than that. One time for Green Bay. I think there's a chance that he just has a full candle worth of wax in both of his ears right <laughs> yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Ty just can't hear shit. Life's good. Ty can't eat really anything, or his stomach just says, "Get yeah. out of me." Yeah. He pukes. He shits. Now his ears are getting incredibly infected. That guy's a tough guy. We miss you, Ty. Miss you, Ty. See you soon, Ty. Big time Thursday, Ty. Rest that voice, Ty. Good luck. Jalen Hurts addressed uh, his new contract. Uh, Albert Breer had the full details of the contract. I don't know how that ends up getting found by one person. I think it has to be publicly sent in to the NFLPA or to the NFL to get officialized. Albert Breer had at first the full details in the breakdown. He then did a press conference chit-chatting about the whole entire um, uh, deal. And James Palmer reports that he says, you know, it takes a village. That's why I decided not to take a fully guaranteed contract because oh. you got to have to build something special. And they are already building something special in, Villa, uh, in Philly. And then he ended it with money is nice. Championships are better. Oh, Bars, dude. ain't that the truth? I Bars, He should dude. TM that. Did he TM that yeah, yet? I think that should be a private equity fund. Yes. Or a business that he starts. Money is nice. Championships are better. He delivered it perfectly too. Didn't rush it. But nope. have to win one. Certainly have to win one. Have an NFC oh. championship. Now could hang a banner. They will not. Mm-hmm. But that is. Technically a championship. <laughs> NFC feels like it's wide open, too. At this stage of the game, really does. massive question marks outside of Philly and San Francisco Bingo. in the entire NFC. Now, if Russell Wilson said this, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> okay? Money is nice. That okay. quote. If, if Russell Wilson, Russell's went, won a couple Super Bowls, right? Yeah. He's yeah. got one. He's got one. With the Legion of Boom. I love that Jalen Hurts has done everything that he has done and how he has done it. But if you stop winning, boy, 
everything goes the different direction. Yeah. All Jalen Hurts has really seemingly done with his opportunity is win. win. Everywhere he's gone, he's won. Yeah. Even at Alabama, whenever he got benched, everybody talked about it. He was yeah. fucking winning. They were in a national national championship for a reason. When he goes to Oklahoma, they fucking win. He is a winner. Proven winner. Mm-hmm. So paying him, getting him locked down for a long time, great news. But you say bars like that, that's too good. That's like what Russell Wilson starts preaching. Seriously. And he was taking shots at other quarterbacks. Who? What do you what? say? What? What? That's not how you guys took that? No, it was a question somebody asked him. Not him. What are you talking about? Yeah. The guaranteed money part, he took a shot to Sean, and he took a shot at Lamar. No, he did not. He yeah, answered he a question Lamar. that he was asked. I can read it back. Go ahead. What did he, he say? He said, you got to be a real shitty teammate to take a fully guaranteed contract. He did not say that. That is not said anywhere. Jalen will not say that. (laughs) That's what he said. He's too clever and too intelligent, okay, to say those dumb words. All he said is money is nice. Yes. Championships are better. That's true. And it takes a village, okay? He understands his situation is different than everybody else's. He's not taking a shot at anybody else. You don't have to bury somebody else to lift another person up, mm-hmm. okay? Everybody can get lifted without a burial. That was a great way Money to put is it, nice. Championships are better. Okay. You, you, you broke it right on. I read you know. between the lines. It was a great yes, question to ask yeah. at this particular yeah. time. And he still got, like, what, 170 guaranteed or something? Yeah, he did pretty got well. He got a good deal. He got a, a great deal. Yeah. And they're he spending got, it like, yes. hey, why'd you take such a bad deal? Yeah. <laughs> it was like we were just celebrating how good his deal money was. Money he got is nice. Very yeah. nice. Speaking of money, whenever we go back to the Jets situation, Aaron Rodgers' cap hit's only going to be like $15 million next yeah. year. Yeah, that's it. They $15 million or They converted. $47 million has been converted into signing. What he's got yeah. cash. What's that? What he's got cash. Yeah. Yeah, what he's got a lot yeah, of cash. From the thing that Aaron hates the most, aside from evil, of course. Let's not go down that road today, okay? Yeah. Today's not a day to bring up the fact that Johnson & Johnson is certainly part of the money that's going into Aaron's pockets. <laughs> yeah, I had to address it. Who would I be if I didn't bring that up, that that signing bonus has been, you know, If we do go snatched. back, did he say Johnson & Johnson was the one that he would take, but he was allergic <laughs> to something in it? Like, if we were to go back uh, to the first. That was page thirty. 337 in the... It doesn't matter. We're past that point now. You know, you only have to take it. No, we agree. We agree. We agree. We beat it. We're just talking about that is a funny little subplot of this entire... There's only one owner in the NFL that has any association with anything that was kind of global news that Aaron was involved with. And boom, we're right back in there. Mm -hmm. Has to be talked about. They probably talked about that in the black hole. I would assume. I would assume. When they shut all the lights. Yeah. When they turned the lights off and they said, yeah. all right, we got to sit like this for 36 to 40 hours. And if we see no light for that long, mm-hmm. we'll start tripping balls mm-hmm. in this place. And Woody's like, deal. I also got some pills we could use. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like, let's not even. <laughs> yes, MRNA Excuse me. No, let's not even get into it. Let's put our pills aside. Yeah. And let's sit in this dark hole and trip balls. And that's what they did. And they got to an agreement, and everything's A-OK. They create $43.7 million in cap space, though, turning it into a signing bonus so that they can do a little salary cap gymnastics to get his cap hit down to $15.7 million, which is, once again, absurd mm-hmm. for yeah. Aaron Rodgers to get paid 60 and it only count as 15. They're kicking the can down the road, which a lot of teams do. A lot of teams that do it win. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's what the Jets have seen out of the trends. They almost have like the reverse uh, idea that we have around like rookie quarterback contracts. Like they have their quarterback on the massive deal, and then they have all these you know stud positions: corner, wide receiver, D tackle. I mean Elijah Vera Tucker, who ended up getting her Brees Hall. They're all on the rookie contract. So now instead of McCoy. you know having like the blueprint that we have seen, and kind of when you look at these last few Super Bowl champions, all the quarterbacks are the ones getting absurd money, and yeah. all of them are getting absurd money up front congratulations always quarterbacks doing it big and a lot of the reasons why they're doing the quarterbacks like that so they can move the money around to have flexibility to pay the other guys oh yeah because if you do that to like a running back or or a cornerback they're like oh man you want more fucking money no 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 the quarterback know that they're the leader of the team they can move their money around and fluctuate and make it not hit the cap so it's a win-win for so for their credit, and it does sound like, uh, not my words, other people's words. Okay. That the Patriots are dead in yeah. the AFC. Those yeah, are that, your that's words. That's what it sounds like. are not my words. You have said that as well. I did not. I did not say that. I was there. Pac said it a couple weeks ago yeah. that they were going to come in last, and, you know, I took that note down. But, you know, I didn't say continue. it. But anyway. You've said it. They are the team that started this with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Every time they'd be like, Tom Brady's taking a pay cut. He was taking a little bit of a pay cut, but he was taking a signing bonus. So they were kicking the can down the road. Yeah long before anybody else was. Because whenever you convert salary into signing bonus money, that signing bonus money is then divvied up over the length of your entire contract Mm -hmm. as opposed to the one year in which it was taken up. So they saved $43.7 million out of next year's cap, and that'll get divvied up over however many years this contract is that they're reworking, and that includes the voided years, which are just complete bullshit. Somebody signed an eight-year deal with five voided years on it. Mm -hmm. The five voided years are only there so that they could divvy up the signing bonus longer and into more years, so the salary cap hit was lowered. Now, the way this backfires is if the person doesn't play Mm -hmm. or if the person sucks. If the person sucks or doesn't play and you have to move on, you have to eat that entire hit the next year. A lot of it. So that is kind of where, you know... The toll is going to come at some point, and you kick the can down the road. It's going to get up or going to catch up to you at some point. It will. It'll be a one-year smack in the mouth, mm-hmm. and then you can move on. A lot of teams are doing this that have a lot of money in the ownership's bank accounts, yep. and this is the Jets obviously making a play so they can continue to hopefully pay these young guys that are going to get great yeah, as well. Yeah, to, to your point, the only reason, the only way it backfires is if they don't play anymore or, or they're not good. So that's why they always do it to these good franchise quarterbacks proven yeah proven you know they're going to be on the roster you know that you can kick it out forever because they're going to be there and that's why you don't do it with running backs because you have no idea the shelf life of running backs i think it was Taysom hill maybe who got the uh, like five voided yeah we're talking to travis kelsey the day Taysom hill signed that deal and he was like tight end h wide receiver special team or quarterback running back we get it but he was kind of a tight end or whatever he got like 40 million a year so it's like 160 million altogether four years four years eight year deal yes four years 160 million or something like that we're like what and we told travis kelsey on it and travis was like yes travis was so happy that that's awesome turned out that that was for if he was the starting quarterback for four years if he had so many starts and they had wins like that was certainly in the deal but a lot of had to happen to get there, but they still voided four years on the back end, no matter what his salary ended up being, to kick it down the road. The Saints had to pay for that. Yeah, They did it with Drew Brees as well. They did it with Taysom. They allegedly had to do it. They had to cut like nine people from their team last year. Still got a bunch of dogs. If your team's not doing salary cap gymnastics, 
I don't think your team's trying to win as much. As no, you're sport. missing a lot. Didn't Odell just I get bored? I was going to say that Baltimore yeah. just did it with Odell. He's He got a one-year deal, but it's paid out over three years. So it's two voided years, one-year deal, mm-hmm. $15 million, yep. $5 million cap hit each year. Yeah. Boom. Genius. Pat, even further to that, Jalen Hurts' deal is cooked up in a way similar to that. It doesn't have the voided years, but most of the money comes in, like, option bonuses. The base and the cap numbers are very low, but there's a lot of options pushing the money uh, year by year to spread it out. Yeah, so Jalen Hurts' five-year, $255 million ex- uh, extension from Albert Breer here. $10, million fully guaranteed, shout-out. $23.3 uh, to sign. And then $1 million base. This is eerily similar to the Cleveland Browns deal that just yep. happened. 2024, $1.125 million base. <laughs> $38 million option um, bonus. 2025, $1.75 million. $40 million option. $1.215 million base. $50 million option. And then $51 million, $51 million. What's it say? Keep reading down there. Those are... In 2027, the Eagles can either pay a $5 million in option bonus with a $46 million base or a $49 million option bonus with a one. Yeah, so they'll do the second one. If yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or they'll renegotiate a deal because it's five years into a seven-year deal. Mm-hmm. So, like, all of the, the game is keeping your salary cap low and paying your quarterback big. This is them basically just showcasing to the NFL what they're going to do. Roll that back up, please. So that option on a side, that's going to be the signing bonus. Yeah. That he's going to sign that year. Yeah. And yeah, then that'll right just away. kick off. That that 38-9 will then be spread from 25, 26, 27, 28. Mm-hmm. And then that 40 will get added on to that. Yep. And then the 49 will get added on to the final three years. So they're literally just doing this shit. And then they're telling Jalen what he's getting whenever he gets to this year as a signing bonus. He's also telling the rest of the NFL what they think the cap hit's going to be. And this is a brilliant strategy. Yeah, genius. This is like Patrick Mahomes' deal, 10-year deal. Mm-hmm. We'll, nowhere, we'll make it nowhere near 10 years. When that gets to four years, five years, six years, they'll renegotiate that another 10 years. Mm-hmm. Just kick it down the road. It's smart. When teams find their young franchise quarterback, they can do that. This appears to be what the future looks like. Joe Burrow is going to get something very similar yep. in Cincinnati. We'll be excited to see if Lamar and Baltimore are able to make something happen. Yeah, Herbert. Too. Yep. I mean, it feels like Herbert, and uh, honestly, now that you know we're two years into the career, Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to be getting a massive deal from Jackson. What if he just gets the whole pool on the right side of this? That, I mean, yeah, then he'd be the luckiest son of a bitch alive. Hey, it's a good pool down there in the con paradise. Yeah. yeah. Let's get to a break. Hour two will be on the other side. AJ Hawk will join us. He obviously knew this was all happening. Yep. Yeah. I don't. There was reports on the internet that Aaron was ordering a coffee whenever the news went through, and hmm. he was kind of told <laughs> by somebody else. He didn't even know. What? Allegedly. That was on the internet. He, he had no idea. Well, ask AJ. AJ. Well, fuck. Yeah, he's probably talking to AJ. We'll also have Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM and Lombardi. advisor, consultant, consigliere, what? author, speaker, <laughs> podcaster, what? show host, what? newsletter author. What? what? He'll join us in about 20 minutes or so. We'll talk about his thoughts on the deal. A second, a six, a pick swap, and a... Potential one. Yeah, fifth. uh, And you get a fifth in in return. Mm -hmm. The whole, the immediate release was like, Packers get 13th pick, overall pick. Yeah. And that was like the sticking point for a lot of people, like 13, 13, 13. They got it. It was a pick swap. That was a great PR move. Yeah, you know how many people just think that they got third. Even even Ty, when he first read it, was like, oh, fuck, we got fucking 13. And a contingent. Yeah, mm-hmm. a conditional first next year. We got two. We got thirteen and a first next year. 
Holy fuck. But how many Packers fans do you think just read that and then put their phone down? They're like, oh, we got fucking first round pick this year and maybe next year. Oh, we got to tell Pat McAfee to go fuck yeah. himself. Suck it. <laughs> Way to go, Goody. Because if they're getting an offensive lineman, I assume they're com- comfortable at 13 or 15. Yeah. yeah well, with who yeah. they like. Yeah. The, you know? The bummer about that now is, though, that there's a new... Professional scout of offensive linemen, and there's no way that the number one. What's your problem? Why are you always gonna do stuff like this? <laughs> what do you mean? Why I'm, do you gotta... I'm just saying the the words out now. Paris Johnson should probably be the number one overall pick. What, are you talking about <laughs> how you know guy won't read his playbook, but he'll study offensive linemen, every offensive lineman in the draft? But... I cannot comment. What's your on guy's deal? Playbook. Kyler Murray did he was asked a question? <laughs> yeah, and he gave an answer to the GM. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen. Mike Garofalo is reporting, for what it's worth, word is Kyler Murray likes Paris Johnson a lot and has let that be known inside the Cardinals facility. Johnson visited there recently. Kyler Murray said, hey, fucking Paris Johnson, my guy. How would he know NCAA football isn't back till next year? Shouldn't he want some weapons? Shit. I don't think I've ever heard a quarterback be like this offensive lineman just strictly because the amount of work that you would have to do to study every offensive lineman is not necessarily in your world. But quarterbacks talking about weapons, very normal. And I would yeah. like to let everybody know, I'd like to promote it. I wish Andrew Luck was able to do it more sure. whenever he was younger. This is something NFL quarterbacks need to get more comfortable doing. They're young, telling people like, hey, I want this guy on the team. <laughs> I want this guy on the team. Mm-hmm. If it's a center, cool. Like even somebody you're directly with. If he is only talking about Paris Johnson, I think a lot of people say it's a little bit aggressive for Kyler Murray to be. Kyler Murray need to be winning about, worried about winning fucking games, man. We have net. I'm serious. Like we're wasting our time talking about Kyler Murray. I, I'm just saying. Pat, Kyler Murray. Got to deal. Yeah. Let's get to a break. AJ Hawk will join us on the other side. What are his thoughts on Kyler Murray saying? I like his offensive lineman. This feels like they're just trying to bury Kyler, though. Yeah. There's no reason for this to make it out unless people want us to think Kyler Murray is worried about literally everything but what he should be worried about. Yeah, it definitely does feel that way, but isn't it weird that the biggest conversation with the Cardinals this offseason is how <laughs> Kyler's losing the best weapon he's had his entire career and he doesn't want a wide receiver? D-Hop has not been traded yet. Nope. He will yet. be. True. He will be rumors. My sources says, says so. Oh. Real soon. Oh. Real soon. What? Real soon. Strong possibility. Strong. Strong like possibility. Like, like, like draft? Yes, like this week. Like tomorrow? Like Thursday, okay. my sources says, says, put it on the ticker. It's yeah. a big deal. My sources says, how we source says, so we put the S in parentheses because yeah. we don't have sources. Right. None of us do. Right. Any of the news that we break is coming from a, from one person yeah. normally. And that person, pretty solid source says, says. so that's how we always do it. Because yeah, all the me? journalists go sources because they allegedly double check everything. They don't. Right. But allegedly they have to. So they have to say our sources confirm, our sources tell us. Did we settle on the spelling of Scrong? I think it's just S-K-R-O-N-G, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yep, yeah. that's what we're going with. Do we know if D-Hop's uh, face changed for the Jets? Mm. Oh. His face changed? From the Brian McFadden thing? Oh. Whoa! Oh. Mortar. Nice day in the neighborhood, baby. It's too easy. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a simple shot. You yeah, you're doing, doing it. Might like have to go really other easy, hoop. You Switch it up. You got water all over the lights up there. It's gonna start a fire. Yeah, you're right. Raindrops, cuz. <laughs> Raindrops. Smell me. And joining us live from an attic in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, Ohio champion. Whoa. Actually got a trophy yep. just from for being Ohio in. Mm-hmm. 
Pretty cool. In Ohio. Doing Ohio-like stuff. Mm -hmm. Representing Ohio in the fashion in which Ohio appreciates. He is the Ohio fuck from the Ohio fucks. Pretty sweet. COVID survivor, father of 10, A.J. Hawk. Hey, where's that trophy at? We put it on a necklace. What do we got going on with that thing? Nice. Yeah, I'm currently getting it fitted for a nice chain. So, y'all, wear that thing around. Nice. Okay, I'm happy you're finally seemingly proud uh, of this trophy. You know, because numerous times we've asked you to give a speech about what this trophy means to you, and you have refused to do as such. So to hear that you're getting a nice chain to really let that thing hang, we are very happy about. Let's dive into the news of the day, and uh, I'm excited to get your take on this. It is official. Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Jet. Yesterday, after hours, the deal was made between the Packers and the Jets. Yesterday morning, it was announced by Ian Rappaport that they were back conversating with each other, Mm -hmm. back negotiating after a stalemate time of a few weeks while both teams gathered intel for the NFL draft starting on Thursday night. What are your thoughts now that it's uh, official and finished, and how long have you known that this was going to happen on uh, yesterday? (laughs) I have not known. I have not uh, spoken with Aaron uh, since this has happened either. I I feel like we we all knew it was going to happen, so why do we all have to fall out of our seats and act like it's a giant deal when it officially happens? Everybody's falling out of your seat. Yeah, slow down. Okay. Everybody's, everybody's falling out of your seat. Are you a little bit upset he's no longer a Green Bay Packer? Wow. Sounds like it. Are you okay? <laughs> well, no. I, I knew he wasn't going to be a Packer when he came on here and told us he wasn't going to be a Packer. Okay, but you're saying, like, well, everybody's being a little fucking dramatic, aren't they? I yeah. mean, he got officialized. No, no, no. I guess also what's frustrating, I'm trying to figure out who won the trade. What are you, what are you going to do? Like, who won? If they win the Super Bowl, obviously the Jets win the trade. Definitely. And there'll be people that don't view it that way. Remember, there was Lions fans that thought they won the trade when Stafford was sent and they picked up Goff and Goff's contract because Goff had a little bit of success. Now, the Rams won a Super Bowl in Los Angeles. (laughs) There's Dirty. (laughs) That was a perfectly timed woo right there. Out of Dirty in the back as a Rams fan. And he doesn't know if he'll ever be able to do that again. Never With what has happened to that Rams team. So he's certainly certainly living in that reality uh, of everything. But I don't know if fans will just automatically assume that I think Packers fans I'm impressed by what the Packers are able to get now there's no definite number one that is happening he has to play 65% of the snaps next year and they'll get the Jets first rounder for next year if he plays more than 65% we're assuming they're going to do well so it's at least what 22 or later is probably what the Jets Mm -hmm. are thinking whenever they're trading this whole thing I think it was a good deal for both sides, AJ. The word fleeced, and I've said this a couple of times because it's it needs to be said. The word fleeced was trending in both fan bases were using it to the other fan base. So I think that's a winning trade for everybody, AJ. Yeah, it does seem like to say fleeced like one way or the other seems impossible on this situation. I understand it's a it's a big deal and you want to try to break down what each team got and gave up and all that stuff, but Basically, if, if the if the Packers use their extra picks and they get some guys that are studs right away, great for them. Obviously, good good on them. And then if Aaron comes in there and gives them a chance to win the Super Bowl, hey, we both win. All-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers right here. Yeah. Obviously, he played for other teams and he grew up being a fan of another team. But there wasn't even a thought, and hasn't been a thought, the way this has been judged. Like, if Jets win the Super Bowl, they won the trade. Mm-hmm. What if the Packers won the Super Bowl? Exactly, them won. Yeah. What well, you know? Yeah. What, if, what if Jordan Love is this guy mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, they're hoping that he can Real. be. And if the Packers go from Brett Favre being an absolutely great football field player. Mm-hmm. Football fields. <laughs> yep. Don't really hear it. You don't usually put field in after it, but I appreciate He's it. He's good in the backyard, too, in his jeans. You're right. He can spin it. Yeah. He was great at the football. Yeah. 
Any, okay? any field. Especially when wearing Copperfield. Boom. All over the place. Mm-hmm. And when he was golfing, I saw this fucking guy. Popeye arms. Jocked. Properly jocked. Mm-hmm. Properly jocked. Take a three wood, like 340 or something like that, down in the Bahamas. Impressive. Holy shit, everybody said. As he just allegedly just walked right down the middle of the fairway. All right, guys. See you later. Aside from that, we got some questions about some of the stuff, you know? That'll all get worked out. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. You go from that guy to Aaron Rodgers to then if Jordan Love is a guy, what a absolutely fantastic setup for the Packers organization. And that's potentially a very real outcome in this whole thing yeah. with how we saw Jordan play on one or two snaps in the Philadelphia Eagles game that we see on the internet that tells us how great he is. And in that play, you see good timing. You see composure. Yep. You see accuracy. You saw some moxie. What? So the hope is there, that, and it could happen. I mean, fuck, he could be a goddamn guy, and they could go on a run, and both sides kind of win this whole thing. And Darius Slay was the one in, from that Eagles game too who was like hey this guy isn't just you know a bum like he was spinning the ball and to your point about them going from quarterback to quarterback to quarterback that's like as impressive as what the Steelers have done at head coach like thank you having that type of run even just far to Rodgers is unbelievable and if you could add on another in Jordan Love that'd be something else and with the Lions Rams trade you mentioned how do you feel now that if the Lions were to draft a franchise quarterback with the Rams pick where, where that would leave that. Well, it's trip. interesting, too, because that Rams pick was supposed to not be a good pick. Exactly. Round. Yes. Because Rams were supposed to work out. Mm-hmm. Then all hell breaks loose for the Rams. Got a great pick all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. And on team on the rise. You got to be pumped with where you're at with where that pick is now. Yeah, it's great. And a lot of Lions fans still think that we won that trade. But regardless, because of that, I we see. lost Matthew Stafford and they won a Super Bowl. What more do you want as a Rams fan? There's no way possible that the Lions won that trade. They won a Super Bowl. Well, so, that's what the Rams fans are saying. And, you know, now we're in a great spot, though. So we used that pick last year, pick 32. We traded up. We got Jamison Williams. What's Lombo always say? You trade a player, not for fit, for picks, but who you end up drafting. So we'll see what we get at six. Oh, It'll be well, Jamison Williams stop gambling and number six. Needs, exactly. Stop. stop betting on basketball. He needs, uh, he needs to stop winning bets at the NBA. It, it, you yeah. know, when you lose those bets, James, nobody knows. Yeah, yeah, so so far, not so good, to be honest. But there's a lot of time left. Yeah. yeah. AJ, why does it feel like the fan base in um, the Packers have just said, like, all right, fuck it, we're done with A-Rod. Y'all fucking deal with him. Like, it, it feel like the fan base is like, all right, we're done with this fucking ass. We're moving on. That's real. And, like, he's been yeah. there a long time. Is that, like, how it normally go in Green Bay? No, I, I mean, I don't. I don't know if they're scarred from all of the retirement situation that went back and forth with Brett Favre back in the day. I was on the allegedly. team back to experience that allegedly, allegedly. when he'd retired. Yeah, when he retired a few times, came back. Allegedly, all that allegedly, stuff. allegedly. And now the last couple of years with Aaron, I'm sure some of them, there's probably definitely a chunk that's like, all right, let's see what we have in Jordan Love. But also, I bet the majority are kind of scared. They're like, they're, they're. You know, they're optimistic, but they're they're not really sure what they're going to have. And I think that's everybody with Jordan Love. We don't know until he plays in real games what they have. We'll be excited to hear Ty's thoughts as he is literally just sitting with two infected ears mm-hmm. thinking about this all day. In so much pain. He's all by himself right now. Isol- well, he has his baby, obviously, around. He's isolated in his thoughts, though. Mm-hmm. Battling through double ear infection, bro. Shut out from the outside world. That's tough. The ear infection shit hurt, too. Oh, you, get him some tubes. Painful. Get him tubes like my kids get. Yeah. So I need, I think I, you know, I got a hole in my, I had a hole in my eardrum. It healed itself, I yeah. found out. 
but I was scared to death to go in the water because anytime I go in the water, it was like the worst ear clogging of all time when you had a hole in the eardrum. Mm -hmm. It was like a headache immediately upon going in water. So every time I went into water for like a good, I'd say probably 10 years, Dang. hold the ears shut or just, I'm not going underwater. Like, this is just how my life is now. Hey, how you doing? I don't do water. Cool. See you later. <laughs> then I found out it healed itself, and I'm, like, back in there. But I think they were talking about maybe giving me those pipes to, like, get to what – that tubes. Little kids get – I don't know if adults get them, but I've had multiple kids get multiple sets of tubes because they'll fall out. But, yeah, it helps drain, like, you gotta, all whatever. You can't, get, you can't get water in your tubes, though, at all. Like, you got to wear uh, a cap while you go swimming, like a rubber cap. No, you don't. Yes, you do. You Back in the day, you maybe did, yeah. but you don't have to anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't remember. My good friends had to wear fucking caps because they had tubes in Yeah, tubes. that's what I'm saying. I think I've seen them. Digs. I think I've seen them in, like, Diggs' pool where it's like, yeah, I got tubes in my ears, so I don't care. Oh, man, I got tubes in my ears. And I'm like, that doesn't look fun at all with the way they had. It was like work. It was like a well, lot yeah, of I'm not. I would never get tubes if I have to shove cotton balls in my ears to swim with my buds. I'm not or wax. It. Yeah, I put wax in here. Well, you cover your nose when you jump in. Yeah, I was just yeah, going to say. Yeah, you wish. Yeah, you, you wish. do this. You plug your nose. You do this. You <laughs> Use do. both hands, That's funny. too. That's funny. That's what you do. What's your problem? I'm not. I'm definitely not even starting anything with that again, but it is very offensive that you even say that. <laughs> we saw it in Tahoe, AJ. Plenty of ligaments in my fingers and different things. But yeah. uh, not no the problem. bone. The bone did not break. Well, I guess, wait, isn't, aren't teeth technically bones? So he's disintegrated a bone before, yeah. but he's uh, never broken one. Respect. That's because you led with your head. And although you have zero documented concussions, none of us believe that to be a fact. Joining us now is a man who was a general manager in the NFL. Right. He was a consigliere in the NFL, right. mm -hmm. a consultant. He's right. an author, a host, a podcaster, a TED talker, a New York Times bestseller. Ladies and gentlemen, absolute paisan of the paisans, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. Hey, everyone. How are we doing? Hey, good. How are you doing? What are you up to today, boss? Uh, you know, I got to get my car serviced because I'm headed back east. So I'm here at the Lexus dealership of Las Vegas, enjoying my conversation with you. This is a this is an interesting world to live in. I, I've never done this before, but it's good. It's all good. <laughs> nice what, to be out amongst the people. What are you doing? Are you negotiating like prices per mile? How's this? No, I, I I don't know anything about a car. So whatever they tell me is wrong with the car, I'm just going to accept it and move on. You know, <laughs> I have no idea. I really don't. I, I grew up in Jersey, Pat. We barely know how to put gas in the car. You know, you don't have to put pump in Jersey. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you guys do got Bruce Springsteen, though. That's right. Yeah, you got the boss. You do the got the boss, though. Okay? We're always racing in the street. Yeah, we're always racing in the street. <laughs> yeah, I respect that. Uh, let's dive in here while you're at the Lexus dealership, and hopefully they don't fuck you too much. You know, that seems to be them just deciding. I'm in the children's room. I don't think I, I, I'm in good shape. I found my spot. I'm in good shape. I'm not talking about actual fornicating with you. I'm just talking about the deal <laughs> that they, AJ, relax. Anyways, let's move on. Lombo, you, we've all heard the deal now for Aaron to the Jets. Yeah. I think what we all kind of got caught up in when we first read it was like oh they got pick 13 then we found out no it was just a pick swap there 15 13 back and forth a second rounder a sixth rounder and then a conditional second that could become a one if he plays 65 percent of the snaps and in return Aaron Rodgers and a fifth round pick when you heard that deal what was your initial thoughts I think both teams kind of won this publicly and that's really the only thing that matters yeah I kind of feel like Green Bay, I think the negotiation had to be over that percentage of play time. Because let's face it, it Aaron's going to play 98% of the plays, assuming he stays healthy, right? So that means the Jets are going to get a first-round pick next year. 
and they, in, you know, the and the Packers end up, and the Jets keep their one, even though they moved down a spot, right? So I do think for the Jets that that kind of was important to keep their one in this draft too, because where they're going to pick in this draft, they'll probably have a chance at an offensive lineman. They'll have a chance at one of those later defensive linemen. So it gives them a chance to add to their team. And as they move their chips to the middle of the table, which is what they're doing with Aaron Rodgers, you know, it, the only way this work doesn't work for the Jets is if Rodgers was to get hurt or something happened during the season. I, I think it's it's clearly they're going to end up trading a one next year for Aaron, whether he plays or not, and the Packers get that pick. So it, to me, it works out. I think for the Jets – it's worth it, right? I mean, like, if you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, you're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. You keep a first-round pick that will help you this year. I mean, what's wrong with that? All that other stuff, to me, is just meaningless. It's all just window dressing. Great deal. Great deal, I yeah. think, both sides. Go ahead, AJ. Lombo, what are your thoughts on what the Packers may be like on the field this year? Are you hearing anything from people you talk to about Jordan Love and his development and what they think they might have? You know, one of the things I think when you're team building is – you can't be too young as a team. Uh, you can't be too old as a team either. There's a, there's a delicate balance. And I think one of the things the Packers really made a mistake on was they had this elite quarterback coming off of two MVP seasons, and they had this young team around them. Yeah, I know they had Randall Cobb, but the team was too young for the quarterback. There wasn't symmetry between the skill. And now they're too young. I mean, forget about what love looks like at practice. The games are going to be different. They've got a bunch of young receivers with not a lot of experience. This is going to be a little bit of a growing situation in Green Bay. And I think where they are in September might not be where they end up in November as they grow together. But I do think they're a little bit too young. And, and when you remove a guy that protects the football as well as Aaron Rodgers does – you're going to have to rely on your kicking game. You're going to have to rely on your defense to compensate for some of that. Because Rodgers, you know, last year he had 12 interceptions, which is unlike him. But because of the youth of their team, I think to me that's going to be the element added into Green Bay. Can they protect the football? Are they going to lose games instead of trying to avoid that? And I think with young players, it often is often very hard. All right, and on the flip side, the Jets seem to be young too, right? That's why everybody likes that team. They're young. They're good. You need a veteran quarterback in there. Nathaniel Hackett is a common person. For him, I guess, he knows the offense already. He should be very comfortable. What are your thoughts on what he's going to do with the Jets? They're thinking Super Bowl or bust has to be the case, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, it has to be Super Bowl bust. I mean, they're all in. They put their chips in the middle of the table. I mean, they're Teddy KGB. I mean, they spray in the pot. I mean, they're in it now, right? And, you know, they don't have to lick on the chocolate chip cookie. They can just go all in. <laughs> I think they're good. Look, they got great receivers. You know, they, they, they added Lassard, who's an experienced player with Aaron. You know, they still have Wilson, who is outstanding. They get Reese Hall back, their running back. Plus, they add this first-round pick into their team. You know, they'll get an offensive line. I mean, the key for the Jets is going to be how good that offensive line plays. And defensively, they'll now have an opportunity to play from in front, right? So what is one of the key things of San Francisco system is you've got to play from in front Hunt. and rush the passer. And now with Rodgers, you get the lead. You can do that. Dude, so the, the Colts, when I came on the team, Peyton's going to get the lead with everybody. And then we got Freeney and Mathis. 
They are – other teams going to have to throw the ball. We are going to get the lead, and then we are going to hunt. That is pretty much what uh, the entire plan was. That was Polian's mindset. We're going to spend money here. We're going to spend money here. We're going to spend money here. And then these two spots on the defensive side, and we're just going to hope that that strategy is going to win us games. Didn't even think about the Jets' defense being so happy that if they hold a team to nine points again, there's a chance they're going to win. That's an entire mentality changer in that whole building. Yeah. They change all their profile pictures. There's a celebration happening in the city, in New Jersey, and in the locker room that Aaron's going there. That type of vibe is a big deal, I think, Lombo. I, I think it's huge. And look, the most important stat in all of football is, and this is really from Coach Walsh, and it's first half point differential. How many points are you ahead at halftime? The West Coast offense is not about seven smash curl. It's not about 20 bingo cross. It's about we are going to throw the ball in the first half to get the lead, and we're going to have a defense that complements us in the second half that can add to the lead by creating turnovers. And so the Eagles last year, you know, that was they were the number one team in the NFL in first half point differential. The number two team, the Kansas City Chiefs. I can tell you over the last 20 years, when you examine first half point differential, Teams that are in the top five in that category are always going to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. That's the way to play. It's hard to call defenses. And, A.J., you guys know this. I mean, when you're down 10 in the third quarter, one mistake. If you run cover zero and you don't cover the guy and it's a touchdown, we're down 17. 17 game over. So, But when you have that lead, you can be a lot more aggressive. Your play sheet opens up. To me, that's where the Jets are in now new territory. And Salah's going to be able to do what he's got to do. Yeah. Oh, all pros all over the place over yeah. there. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to watch this Jets team. That's the first time I've ever said that in my life. Yeah. Hey, let's go. You're going to watch it five times on national TV. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah. We're Jets... going to see a lot of fireman Ed. We will see a lot of fireman Ed For now. Jets haven't been on uh, Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football. Sunday, since... Sunday Night. Yeah, Sunday Night Football in 4,180 days since 2011, dude. They'll probably end up there four times this upcoming season. Yep. New York market, New York, New Jersey market, plus superstar Aaron Rodgers, mm -hmm. plus good team potentially. I mean, you're talking about that AFC East is going to look a lot different all of a sudden. Ain't that right, Connor? Yeah, that's, that's right, Lombardi. And I'm going to need you here big time, brother. So please just give me something to believe in. Uh, there's a lot of conversation this guy has been screaming it for months on end right now that the Patriots are inevitably going to finish last in the division. Now, I know that's a reality, but is the reality that they're going to be, you know, 5-12, and 12, or is there actually a chance you think Belichick has something up his sleeve? Maybe we make some moves in the draft and, you know, make something out of this season? I mean, I, I love that. I love that everybody writes you off. I mean, how many yes. guys, that's the greatest motivating tool of all time is to get written off. Everybody's supposed to be so great. I mean, look, this time last year, I mean, maybe I was dreaming, but wasn't Denver the best team in the league this time last year? Oh. Weren't they going to win the West? Oh, yeah, they Weren't were. they going to win the West yeah, last they year? They got Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. They got Russell. Let's just give them the title. Let's this guy thinks the Jets are going to stink. Is that You think the Jets are going to stink? Well, well, that's a way different no, situation. No, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying football is a game that has to get played on the field. It doesn't get played it, it, off the field. And, and I think when you have the greatest coach of all time, I don't think he could just dismiss this as, oh, they're not going to be very good. Look, last year they were terrible in terms of their their ability to win close games. They were not good offensively in terms of coordination of what they did. They had too many mistakes. They lost more games than they needed to. The punt block in Minnesota, the dumb play in, New in, in yep. Las Vegas. I mean, there's a oh, lot that they have to do. But, I mean, football is still a game of you got to play every week. Injuries take a toll. 
and it's going to be remain to be seen. So I like I, I I'm just not saying, oh my God, they can't beat him. They're going to lose. They might as well just give up the season. I, I think there's a lot more to be written. In a matter of a few months, the Jones brothers, Chandler and Johns, mm-hmm. threw a human through the ground mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Yeah. And then choked a guy out on the <laughs> yeah. ground in Las Vegas. That's right. That town does good stuff for those Jones brothers. And I'll tell you what, that Patriots play is kind of what the entire year has been judged off of. People run oh, like, yeah. oh, what were the Patriots last year? Mm-hmm. Oh, you remember when this happened? When a throwback got picked off by Chandler Jones, and then he took the quarterback of the team, Mac Jones, <laughs> who didn't have an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. His offense coordinator was actually a defensive guru named Matt Patricia, That's right. who allegedly didn't even have the answers ever for him, and he got his head thrown through the desert, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he scored a walk-off touchdown and celebrated. That was what the Patriots were last year, mm-hmm. and the world was very happy to see them potentially go down, and now that the AFC East is stacked... I mean, by all accounts, yes. the AFC East is stacked like it hasn't been forever. I think that is the case. A lot of people are finding it the right time to say, Bill Belichick's about to go on that boat a little bit more. Yeah. Bill Belichick's yeah. about to hang it up. What do you think he's thinking about this? What do you think? He's obviously got a couple more years to catch up to most wins all the time. That's how we view it all. What do you think Bill Belichick's actually thinking about his football life going forward? I think Bill's focused on pick 14. I don't think he's thinking past Tuesday of the week of the draft. I think he's trying to figure out who might be there at 14. Does he trade up? Does he trade down? Does he move around? I mean, he's one of the biggest traders on draft day typically to move down, but he has moved up in other rounds. I think one thing about Bill, he has he has this Steve Jobs-like ability to focus. And yeah. I say that from working with him. I mean, Jobs, one of the Jobs' greatest strength at Apple was the ability to block out distractions and focus on what was important. Everybody would come with him with ideas, but he understood exactly what he needed to do. I think Bill's a lot like that. I think all great leaders have that quality. And so I think he's just focused on what to pick at 14, what we have to do, how do we have to play it, and then after the draft, He'll start working on what we have to do to beat the Jets, what we have to do to beat Buffalo, because now the teams have kind of declared themselves and what they're going to need to do. Remember, this is a matchup game, right? So you're going to make sure you have the pieces to match up to the players you're going to have to play against. I think that's what it'll work on. Pac-Man has a question for you. Um, what's up, Lumbo? Um, Jalen Hurts just came out said the money is nice, but championships is better. Um, what is your, your intake on this? Does this set the new market for the quarterbacks? Uh, should Lamar be looking at this deal? The numbers just came out. What do you think? I, I think, I think Jalen is exactly right. It takes a village to win. And I think if you look at where the Rams are with their cap right now, they went all in to win. Great. They won. But now there's going to be a lot of hard hardships moving forward. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went all in. There's going to be a lot of hardship moving forward for them. I mean, and when you do that, they got it's because you have to pay a lot, right? And so I think what Hertz is saying is, look, I took a little less so we can have a really good team. And they do have a good team. And I, I think that's the only way this is going to work. I mean, to win six Super Bowls and sustain it, it's a tribute to Brady's ability to do what was right for the team that might not have been right for him and take a little bit less. I think that's Hertz's perspective. I think it's hard to do that. I think Mahomes did the same thing, too. I think Mahomes understood it. You know, you can't have all of it. For Lamar, you know, I, I was saying on my pod yesterday, if I were the Colts, again, I'm not the general manager of the Colts, but if I were the Colts, I would draft the left tackle at Ohio State at four, Paris. and I would go sign Lamar as my quarterback, and I would become the favorite to win the South. 
Well, Kyler said the same thing, and he's picking at three. <laughs> yeah. You know, allegedly, what's being reported, Garrett Fowler reported that Kyler has let everybody in the building know, hey, listen, I like Paris Johnson. I'm a big Paris Johnson guy. I love that he's giving his input. I think quarterbacks should have that type of, uh, like, yeah. relationship with the front office. But I think immediate responses. Oh, Kyler, you're a fucking offensive line guru. Have you watched everybody? But you just said that he should be taking it for. Maybe Kyler does know. Wow. Maybe Kyler does know. Well, I, I think I think look, there there are a lot of this draft doesn't have the it, it, this this you know it's not a Jonathan Ogden draft. It's not an Anthony Munoz draft in terms of offensive. But there are a lot of good players that can that can help their team. And if you're Kyler Murray, who has really suffered behind a bad line since he's been there, I mean DJ Humphreys hasn't stayed healthy. Kelvin Beachum's a nice right tackle, but they need to get better. The, the, the really when you break down the Arizona Cardinals, they're not a very talented roster, and they really lack offensive and defensive linemen. That that's why why they can't get over the hump and I could see him wanting to get a better left tackle I, I think to me that's one of the areas that they let him down you know we all blame the quarterback when you don't win but if you don't protect them it's really a challenge you know Sam Howe in Washington they're gonna have to do a good job protecting them. I put some money in their line but one thing about Hurts now he got protected he had the best offensive line in football and they could run block too so you know, football's a funny game. Everybody wants to talk about skill players, but at the end of the day, it comes down to how many offensive, great offensive linemen you have and how many great defensive linemen you have. As great as Aaron Rodgers was, they couldn't block the 49er front, and they lost a home game in the playoff. As great as Aaron Rodgers was, they couldn't block the Tampa Bay front. They lost a home game. And it really, I mean, that's where the emphasis has to be. In the trenches. A.Q. Shipley just went from 6 to midnight <laughs> yep. listening to you talk the way you just talked. He'll be joining us on Thursday night. I can't wait to hear his thoughts on all the big men getting drafted into the men's league and how their transition will go. Tone has his last question for you here, Lombo, as you do this live from a Lexus dealership in Las Vegas, Nevada. Lombo, I'm glad you brought up Paris Johnson at four because I saw you do that draft and I saw you had him there and then I saw you had Bryce Young at one, Tyree Wilson at two, and Jalen Carter at three. Um, so does that mean you or you're calling bullshit on all the Will Levis odds movement and like so you and where do you think Stroud and Stroud's going to go then? I, I can't figure out where Stroud's going. But one thing I learned working for Veasan and doing this betting stuff for five years, not that I bet, is there always is some information. Last year was interesting. Uh, there was a couple players that were at the Circa downtown that were telling people they were go where they were going to get drafted. And people ran to the book to bet that. And, of course, it didn't turn out. And so I don't know what to make of the Levis thing. I don't know what to make of it in terms of why would why is he going to? Do I, does the Houston Texans now pivoted and said their owner, based on the reaction, are they reacting to the media? You're not drafting a quarterback? If I were Houston, I would take the best defensive player, and I would take 12 and try to move up if the owner wants me to get a quarterback. I don't follow the Levis logic, but there's a lot of people that do like Levis. And so I'm not being disrespectful to the market. I, I, I'm sensitive to that. There's something going on that I don't know that somebody else might know. And I talk to a lot of agents and they don't know. They can't explain it. So, you know, this is a funny draft. I, I, I think, you know, I, I would love to see the, the reaction of the crew, you know, when, when these picks come in, because I don't think it's going to go the way everybody thinks it's going to go. Okay, so how does this normally work? Like, do we all saw Kevin Costner? Yep. <laughs> okay, we all saw Kevin Costner yep. and him on the phones draft when he was day. on the phones. These GMs know who they're taking, like, going into the draft. They're like, 
they have one person that they specifically want, and then once a change happens, then they got to adjust and kind of go off course. Everybody in, like, the top five knows exactly who they want, or they have no idea, you think? I think it's, it's all scenarios, right? So today, tomorrow, Thursday morning, you're sitting in the room. Okay, let's, let's throw it up there. If this happens, what will we do? Let's throw it up there. If this happens, what will we do? All right, let's make sure we talk to Houston, because if we need to move back, we need to have something. Who wants to move up? So basically what you have is there's three boards in the draft room. So there's a draft board, which is all the good, which is the players ranked vertically by position and horizontally as it relates to other positions. So every draft board is two boards in one. It's the ver it's the positional board ranked. Here's the best receiver to the to the guy we would draft at the seventh round. And then the horizontal board, which is OK, we would take the center over the left over the the the, the tight Corner. end. If it if it came to that, it's by position, right? So off on the other side is the team need board because we know this, no matter what everybody says, at some point you always revert back to your team needs. And you want to make sure you really are in tune to what the team needs are. And then you have the trade board. You understand who makes trades. Howie Roseman, a big trader. Belichick, a trader. You know, there's no sense in calling Mike Brown. He's not going to trade very much. So now you know what teams will trade, what teams move up. You keep a record of it for over, I mean, I have it in a notebook, for over 20 years of every trade that's been made and how many trades John Snyder's made, how many times he's moved up, how many times he's moved down. How many times, you know, another GM, uh, uh, Jason Lights moved around. So you know this. So you're sitting there preparing and you have a cluster of players you would take. And then you have a and then you have a fallout plan. OK, if this happens and we don't like somebody, then we're going to trade back. And you got to have that planned out. And that's what's really going on. I think when you're picking in the top 10, you have three or four guys you hope to get to you if that doesn't happen. See, everybody in the league, I think, is praying. They're praying that the quarterbacks go one, two, three and four. Because all the teams picking after that know they're going to get a defensive player. Got it. But if they don't, there's a chance anybody could want to trade up and in there, right? If the quarterback's still available, yeah. that's a trade bait. Right. And so I think like Philadelphia, I target Philly, like how he's really a trader. And so he's got a really good team. See, I think one of the misconceptions in football is tr these three techniques are a dime a dozen. For every Warren Sapp, it's a generation before you get another one. And Jalen Carter is a legitimate three technique. Now, understanding you got to clarify the off the field. But I could see Roseman at 10 trying to get Jalen Carter to add him to a defensive front. Oh, my. Well, Shrake, me, that's strength on strength. Shrake said and he's it, not, what would Shrake, it cost hey, hold, hey, Lombo, Shrake said he's not making it past six. Yeah, he's definitely not. Right. I don't think he makes it past six either. He's the best player in the draft outside yeah. the quarterback position. You got to clean up the character. You got to make sure you know who you're getting. But you're getting a three technique that don't come down the road very often. That's awesome. We can't thank you enough for joining us, Lombo. Safe right, travels. Guys. Good luck on that deal. Don't let them run you dry. Mm -mm. Oh, they'll kill me today. You know it's going to happen. <laughs> I have no clue. No shot. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi. Yeah, Lombo. <laughs> I'll text Lombo anytime I'm in the middle of a conversation or negotiation or something like that. And I'll be like, Listen to this, and I'll just kind of lay out a situation, and then he'll send me back like a two-scroller. Like, hey, one time, and he'll give me like some guy's name. He was looking to do this. He chose to do this. He said about that decision that he would have done this if he could have done it again or something like that. I'm like, Lumba, where the fuck do you have all of this? <laughs> no. All of these. He just said, like, Walsh always said, and then this whole thing. And then, like, you check it, it's like, yeah, it's real. And then his quote about the non-obvious and everything mm -hmm. like that, I guess that is another quote that has kind of done its thing. It's like, I respect Lombo. And him saying, like, 
these Lexus people are going to fucking kill me today. Yeah, he knows. He's a, he's a businessman, a deal maker, that guy. And it's like, I got no shot today. That's how I feel whenever you're talking to somebody who has, who has to do something that you probably couldn't do, maybe could, okay. would take a lot of time, yep. don't have the time, and this person's a professional. Mm -hmm. This person can also Google exactly how much money I have made. Uh. Okay. So that person is in a great situation yeah. whenever it comes to like, how much am I paying for this particular? And every single time I just go, I feel like you're a fair here. I think you could have got more. Obviously could have been cheaper, but good work. And let's just move along. I appreciate that that happens a Lombo to a professional negotiator. So that's good to hear. He's a yeah. human out there. Mm -hmm. He's getting fucking cooked by didn't, this Lexus dealership. Didn't he say he drove, drove from yeah. dogs, Jersey. everything? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Jersey, that's a long drive. Vegas was there East much. Coast. What is it? He's probably getting the car service shit you're driving that for. You got to get it serviced. No, I think he did the huh? whole like He's road driving. trip stop. It's things like, oh, world's yep. largest frying pan. Different cities, yeah. I think he did that, Fresh right? A lot of presidential pan. libraries he went to. Too. Yeah, he yeah. talks a lot the, about world's largest frying pan. I hear him talk about that a lot. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, and maybe he he has mentioned going to the Mob Museum in Vegas like yeah. ten times. That's his favorite place ever. Yeah, I do. I enjoy like learning about stuff, but some of these things to get to are just not worth yeah. the learn. Yeah, a little too difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah, if it was much easier, like say all these things were right next to the airport. It's like okay, if I have to do a connecting flight or I'm flying to a city, have them be in the airport. Boom. So I don't have to like check out and check back in. That's the even smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Past security. I mean, pa yeah, just, yeah, through insecurity. We just go past the Chili's or whatever. Yeah. Past the Sparrow. Boom. Right into a museum. Thank you. Let me learn Sweet. about this city a little bit while I'm just wandering for 45 minutes to an hour. The Mob Museum is uh, incredible, says Michael Lombardi. It's an incredible experience. I'm sure he's having a good time. I'm surprised that we have not gone to this yet, to be yeah. honest with you. It's just a bar where people drink and listen to And then you get shot right in the back of that. They they have you um they have you sit in like what would be the shotgun seat of a car. Okay. <laughs> and uh they put on a movie and it's like, Hey, you're about to live, have the greatest day of all time as a mobster. Mm -hmm. Eating cannolis. Yeah, you turn to your left. Yeah, there's sandwiches there, pizza there, yeah. cannolis there. They're a like, lot of prosciutto. Welcome to the museum. And then you're just driving, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, metal barrel to the back of your head. See ya. And then it's like, whoa, what did you do wrong? What did I do wrong? Oh, you don't remember? Oh, I do remember. I'm sorry. And then right before, it's like, you know, when you're dreaming, you fall. Yeah, you right wake up. Right before you hit the ground, you wake up. And that's when they shot the thing off, and they're like, welcome to the mall museum. Yeah, right this way. And then you just go in. That'd be exhilarating. That would be very sweet. And then there's just <laughs> Sopranos playing everywhere. Oh, it'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then Coach Leave Diggs. Me. Coach Diggs in the back with a whistle. <laughs> okay. He's running Oklahoma drills. Yeah. Oh, he's not running the S2 <laughs> test like the sergeant? Could be. Hey, how do we feel about the S2 test now that we're one day removed from talking to one of the founders? AJ, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, it depends. Have they implemented any of our <laughs> ideas? I watched that video again. You can call us on a five energy phone line, 1-833-432-3663. If you missed it, we had a five-minute conversation yesterday on how we thought mm -hmm. we could maybe build a little sense of urgency while these cognitive tests are being taken so that we can see truly how somebody will react under pressure, which is what you're actually paying people for. We don't need to see how you'll do when everything is cool. Mm -mm. Everything's kumbaya. We got air conditioning in here. We got a nice quiet sound. It's 4K, super clean iPad. I'm not touching it unless you get all the germs off of it. It's not talking about a perfect situation when you're taking these tests. We 
you want to know what happens when dildos start flying yeah. and videos are shown flash and bang. flash bombs are coming into the Boom. room. Finish the test, they're telling you. You're getting yelled at. It's like, how do you react under pressure? We hope that they will initiate some of those things so that we can find out mm -hmm. who these guys are going to be before they're a wasted draft pick. Because nobody wants to talk about somebody failing in the NFL, but it happens so often yeah. that it becomes like almost a sad storyline. It's more so a majority of what happens. It is not easy to make it to the NFL. The NFL is hard. If you could have that information, it'd be worth billions of dollars. Yeah, I'm not sure how you feel about it. I kind of thought it was an absolute crock of shit just because Whoa. of the fact that a lot of the times a lot of those players, even if they do score well, like you just mentioned, how do you know if they're going to do you know great in the NFL? Like and this is not supposed to be a shot at the Colts whatsoever. What's your deal? But if this like test was given to Andrew Luck, is this test going to tell you that Andrew Luck is going to retire eight years into his career because he doesn't love football? Is that going <laughs> to happen? Doesn't love football because he does. He, he fell out of love with football because he, he was getting killed. He repeatedly. loved football. He just loved fucking shredding pow more. Okay, absolutely. No, he did love shredding fresh pow. Okay, mm -hmm. guy grew up in the fucking Alps. Okay. Yeah, what do you want from him? That was just part of I society. Yeah. Guy Respect. used to snowboard to school. Yeah, but that's what he that. had to do. Love that yeah. for Andy. Hey, where's your school at? Two mountains down. I gotta go down Black Diamond, <laughs> yeah. down the Blue One, down the Bunny Hill, and then I'm in first period. Yeah. yeah. Then he'd hop on that snowboard, do the waddle thing, back up the goddamn gongola or whatever the hell it is, yeah. up to the top <laughs> of the mountain, the and that's what he had to do yeah. every single day. So of course he likes shredding fresh pile. Okay. Yeah. yeah. On his snowboard Why did the test say that not yeah nothing wrong with him where did he grow up fresh pal germany shoot he, did he? This, he yeah. really did grow up in like europe yeah that is not him i was like <laughs> that, sure? is, that is a <laughs> what's funny that, that looks, looks like, sure looks a lot like that him. looks like him his legs are way bigger than this guy's that is not him i'm sure? certain of it that is a good question <laughs> what does what does the test tell us does it like you can go back that is not andrew luck just need to clear sure? that up. The internet, you never know. That looks exactly like Andrew Luck snowboard. Well, yeah, it is his <laughs> face, dude. That's I don't think that's him live. Why they Why they put him on Mitt's leg? <laughs> Actually, that is a great point because if this was Andrew Luck, he wouldn't have got hurt because he got shoulder pads. Correct. I do wish he wore shoulder pads more Snow while he was snowboarding. Yeah. I wish those two parties came together. Yeah. I wish where two became one in Andrew's life was the shoulder pads on the thing. But nonetheless, that doesn't change anything. He was a great fucking player. Oh, absolutely. He was an incredible player. Unbelievable. But does that test tell you whether or not you're going to have an offensive line that's just going to be a turnstile and let you just get murdered for the first six, seven years mm -hmm. of your career? So that inevitably, every day when you wake up, you're like, why am I doing this? I have one of the biggest brains on earth. Is that going to tell you that? We don't know. Probably not. Or is it going to tell you maybe, hey, look, you should probably be in the X Games. So although you are very good at There's throwing, a chance he still is. Let's not. I don't think that picture is real because the cloud behind him looks fake. Is that the chemtrails? Chem what is it? That is him. I I don't. I think see. it's a fake photo. I think That's this is a fake. Him. I don't see the debate here. I've never seen think, this photo. I mean, look, he just decided to wear his shoulder pads and jersey. That's all it his is. His right yeah. forearm is significantly bigger than his left. Forearm. I've Which never, might be real. He was a righty. Yeah. Never seen him that happy on a football field either. No. So he did love snowboarding. That's You're true. lying. That's true. When was he? The All the time. I see the guy was fiery when he what, had to be. When he Why was, is he not when wearing he was a helmet? In the field? Hey, that's not safe. He should be wearing a helmet because I know he's, he's a big wristless. fucking jumps guy. That is not him. This is a fake photo. I still just don't see. He just got off the gongola in the back. I do see the gongola. <laughs> Looks strong. Put that G in there. <laughs> Onola? Gongola? Second G. There you go. You got it. Gongola. 
Gone. There's definitely no gondola. D. Gondola. You still add Put a D where the, <laughs> where no the second G is. Yeah. <laughs> gondola. Yeah. Like, I'm a big skier. I don't know Fresh Pile that well. <laughs> Both the drug and the snow. Mm-hmm. I don't know either that well. Never been on the gondola. Yeah, I know both of them very well, and let me just say the gondola is the best. Part a lot of, of people any. smoke Gung-ja. pot on the fucking gondolas. Yeah. They're smoking dope on the, the gondola. Yeah, bongola. The gondola. The gondola. The gondola. Uh huh. A lot of one hitters. Maybe I'm supposed world. to be in the fresh power world. I, I was just gonna say we got a gondola. It is yeah. a big. Um, I don't want to say marijuana community because they do all types of stuff in the gondola, but I do feel as because it's a, it's a good, nice little time. I mean, we know, man, Colorado. What do they do in Colorado? They ski, they party, and they smoke dope, and they ride, and they ride. Let's ride. Let's go to the fronts. Anyways, that was not an actual photo of Andrew Locke. Just want to make sure everybody knows confirmed. that. Maybe. We don't I know don't for know sure. that. Confirmed. We do know for sure. I don't know it's that. Not confirmed. Sure. Definitely not confirmed. Anyways, he's from Europe. He grew up in, uh, his dad was the commish of the World League. Yeah. Oh, that's NFL right. Europe. I think he lived in Germany. He actually watched Adam Vinatieri play for the Amsterdam Admirals as a child. Good squad. Heard that story live in front of me when Andrew told Adam that that was the case. That was a cool moment. Andrew, Andrew loved football. Andrew was incredible at football. Yeah, he was very good. I wish we would have been able to see long-term Andrew. Me too. But there's a guy who had options in a situation that was like, you know what, I'm not just going to get my ass kicked anymore. It was a bummer, though, because, you know, Quentin Nelson was just coming into his own. Mm-hmm. He's back, I heard. Yeah. yeah. No, he is back on the team. No, no, he's back. Like he's healthy, feeling good. Yeah. Bingo. Road Boom. Great. That's what oh. I heard. He's back. Really? Highlights. Quentin Nelson's back. That's what I heard. That's what people were telling me. Yeah, I, I feel way better about the Texans' chances this year. You're a pig. It's, uh, do you? Let's go to the fans. How do you feel? What? I'm with Shane Steichen. He's a dog. We're going to win. I'm a massive no. fan of Shane Steichen. Mm-hmm. I'm also a massive fan of D'Amico Ryans. As am I. We got to put that aside. Fuck that guy. But mm-hmm. also, the Texans are cool. Mm-hmm. So, we kind of like the Texans. And none of them are going to sniff Calvin Ridley. In the I'm Jets. loving these Colts, New England. I mean, thing. there's never been a thing. It's just they come up to July and get their asses kicked. And then that's it. I was a part of a few of those. I was part of a few of those. Those were no fun. Those trips were no mm. fun. We were up there every year. Every single year. Every single year we were in Gillette. Prime I, time. I was like, Peyton, don't you? You are Peyton Manning from the royal family of the NFL. Like, can they come to our place one time? That would be great. <laughs> yeah. It would be great to have it at our stadium just once. It was up there every single time. Walking into Mass Hole City up there. That place was tough to play. Yeah, it was. Nobody, everybody... It was so tough to play that conspiracy started getting cooked. They control the weather up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know how that's going to go. It's like, no, also their fans, the way it's built, the way it's constructed. That is a great environment. It is. Great environment up there. You will probably be happy to hear this. I do believe that the wind tunnel where the stadium is open is now covered. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 yeah they added on a massive, more suites, massive uh, screen, Jumbotron. It, that helped you. Know, I used to love the wind tunnel yeah. because me catching punts, like, I can kind of tell, well, you can hang the ball up there. Um, you can kind of tell where the ball's coming down a little bit faster. And I had some great returns up there. Did they have to move the weather machine, or is it still in the same No, See, well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly what I just <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, it was such a good environment up there. People think that they're controlling the weather. Yeah. Now, those hmm. people obviously have a lot of faith in humanity to figure out how to control weather. Sure. And those people who know that don't sell that off and just make trillions of dollars well, they pump balls up there. Actually, there's a documentary about that. Gerard Butler. I know they was pumping balls. What? I don't, I don't, I don't, 
They're doing what's pumping balls? balls? They're saying the opposite. You See, this is the same thing. You got to take the air out to pump it up. Oh, f- funny enough, the deflating. Uh, <laughs> you certainly do. Uh, the deflating. Hey, you fucking <laughs> certainly do, Pac. Yep. Mike Florio, PFT, actually wrote an article about this. I don't know, two, three months ago. The deflating allegations actually withheld a lot of information from the case so that the Patriots would lose that case. It has been since debunked. There was not. Nah, a Bill Nye case. told me. <laughs> Bill Nye. Science guy? Yeah. Ever heard of him? Yeah, yeah. Bill okay. Nye told me not enough cold weather for the ball to get as soft as it did. Yeah. Well, f- funny enough, that's ex- actually exactly what was debunked. So I don't know if Bill Nye is still hitting his fastball because that's what Mike Florio was writing about. Oh, because Florio is a weathertologist? No, but he talks to weathertology people. <laughs> weathertologist. <laughs> what does Chris Angel say? We need Chris in on this. Chris has been getting he- his ass kicked, dude. He was in the hospital last week. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, what happened? He had a black eye from fight training, and he had an IV in his arm. I don't know what happened, but he was in a hospital with a black eye. And in his caption, he said, he's not in there because of the fighting. The black eye, though, is from his training. So he's fighting Frank Mir right now, okay, every day. He's still doing... What's that, AJ? Wait, you didn't see He the- looks awesome. He uh, Is he setting yeah. up a match with... Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say who what? he's going to fight. But oh. I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> oh. Think about how toxic. Yeah. Think about... Come on. Oh. Hey, oh. I'm growing up. I, I'm proud of myself. I'm so much... Setting one in program with who? It's honestly not even Next. that big a deal, but I'm still not going to say That it. had yeah, to like, be... He, he looks so good. Dude, the... <laughs> the red... The red... Yeah, here's him training right here. <laughs> Can he just float the guys? Bro, look, yeah, yeah, wait till you see what he's about to do. He's about to take his hips off. Bang, down, pin, dead. Oh, Chris Angel don't... wins. Why does he break him in half after he does it? Yeah, why doesn't he just take his legs yeah. off while he's on the bottom? <laughs> it's not always, like, you know, you don't just walk up to, like, Jesus Christ. Look at those explosive hips. Hey, you're Boom, a, you're a contractor. Build something, okay? Okay. That's not what Chris Angel, Chris Angel doesn't have to take people's lower torsos off their upper torsos. Yeah, fair enough. Every single day. Okay, the guy's just trying to get better. And you're making fun of him. Yeah, I mean, and that I'm would not. kind of be cheating, and he honors the game as he does honor everything. But is he setting up like a UFC celebrity match against Carrot Top, or is he trying to get in the ring against, you know, McGregor? We don't need to be thinking about him fighting Carrot Top. We need to think oh, about no. him fighting whatever's going on with him here. Boy. Chris Angel, tease oh. and peace, pal. Fun, funny, funny. Hey, we're on your side. Hey, Chris. Love you, oh, Chris. No. Love you, Chris. Love you, Chris. He actually took off his own leg, legs while he was in the hospital because he didn't want to do a catheter on his own, so he just took his legs off and left him in the bathroom so he didn't have to use a catheter. So, yeah, so his penis is still there and the legs in the bathroom? Yeah, so when after he drinks, he just pees in the bathroom yeah. immediately. Could you imagine the nurse trying <laughs> we to... We don't know if any of this is true. Trying to put that <laughs> IV in his arm? No, he did it himself. It floated right Exactly. I, see, I thought it was more so of a Superman effect where they tried to poke his skin with a needle and the, the needle hand, bent. Why is his hand on his heart? Oh, because he was he was actually giving himself CPR. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Who I thought... took the picture? <laughs> Elias. Elias. Elias' family took the picture. All right, let's get to the phones. Chris, we fucking love you, buddy. He has... What happened? We need some context. <laughs> no, you can't just put that out there. We need to know. Yeah, what happened? You all right? Like, I know Jamie Foxx in the hospital, too. Are these guys okay? Jamie Foxx, I think, got out, right? Yeah, he's all right. He's okay. Okay, Jamie. Can't lose Jamie. Can't lose Chris. Happy you're both okay, I do believe. If you're not... Well wishes. Can't wait to see you on the other side, Chris. I do believe Jamie's okay, though. Yeah. Jamie's also one of the founders of that, uh, that pickleball yeah. paddle, the best paddle. Yeah. I oh, think, really? right? From my, from my understanding, yeah, we're waiting on our box, and then we'll be able to find out, because from my understanding, you got the fucking best paddle. I do. I have the best paddle, and it is the yeah. best paddle. Yeah. It is fantastic. No, no ads here. They, no. they did not pay me to say this, mm-hmm. although they have posted a lot of me using their shit. Which is funny. And I have seen it. Seen it. I have seen you. T- I have seen you seeing me. The best battle, you know. Ooh. 
only got one. It's getting worn down a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm going to invest in a full The Best Paddle package, I think. You should. Because I do believe they got more stuff. You know what I mean? Because any one of these things, like I'm not. The Rafa. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. some rec specs, too, to protect your eyes. Well, especially if they got the blue lens stuff. Because when I'm playing, last thing I need is any electronic devices. That's right. You know, give me a headache. <laughs> give me a headache. bright lights in here. Absolutely. You've been playing at all anywhere over there in Ohio? Don't you have one on no, your property? No, but I, I need to. I talk about it all the time. I need to. Don't you have one on your property? Yeah, like I said, we put a sport court up. It's lined for pickleball and have a net we can't put up. But I just, oh, we must had, be nice. It's yeah, 35 geez, degrees out here. So it's like, yeah, all right. Really. All right. Let's go. Hopefully it'll be warm. Let's go to the phones. Uh, that's right. Let's go to the phones. Five hours your phone line. one 833 one Go to 5 right now. Use promo code MACV. Receive 20% off your order of delightful 5-Hour Energy Shots. They have a lot of great flavors. If you haven't had it since the OG flavor, know that the aftertaste that you used to get Gone. Yes. The effects, though, after you take the shot, still very much there. Shout out to Five Hour Energy. Let's go to Buford. Buford. That's first and last name, Mitt says here. Mr. Buford. Buford Buford from Louisiana. What do you want to talk about? Hey, how you doing? Keep it moving. Bingo. Uh, I just just wanted to talk and see if y'all think the Jets are setting expectations a little bit too high for Aaron Rodgers. He didn't have a good, great season last year. Missed the playoffs, but they do have that defense. They do have offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, and they do have Brees Hall to drag his old ass across the finish line. And also, I wanted to see who would all get to play Aaron Rodgers in the future Aaron Rodgers movie. I think Aaron Rodgers will play Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I think he'll do so damn good. They'll be able to do it like uh, Eminem was able to play a 20-year-old version of himself yeah. because Aaron will take some sort of wellness retreat and look like he's 15 again somehow. That man has somehow gone from old hippie to young bachelor, looking like he's 65 to looking like he's 25, all in a matter of four to five days. Expectations are high because this is an all-in type move for the Jets. I think they can win. Do you think he's lost it, AJ? That's what Buford Buford said down there in Louisiana. He he played like shit last year. They didn't make the playoffs. People are calling him washed. I think all these things he needs to hear, and the Jets fans have heard this for 20 years, seems like two similar situations between Jets and Aaron going to be a magical thing in my eyes, AJ. No, standards are absolutely not too high. You, if you're the Jets, you see this roster, you see everything you have, and now you bring in Aaron Rodgers. No, it, it is Super Bowl or bust because you don't know how long you're going to have the dude. You don't know how much longer he's going to play, but no, he, he still has it. You know, like this, dudes thrive on people telling them they've lost it. That was just a 50-yard flick of the wrist right there. Yeah, dart. This guy mm. sucks. Just that little step-back slant on the goal lines. Mm-hmm. Like, just those, how quick he gets rid of the ball is crazy. Well, then he puts right it right there. over people's shoulders. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, Come on. he throws darts, bros. I, I, I don't know how to. Jeez, mm. great catch right there, too. And he's got three weapons. Oh, yeah. And they can't, going to have to keep people in the box because he's got Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's going to, there's going to be a lot of space out there. Yeah. And Hey, Pack. Yeah. Hey, sorry. Yeah. I want to ask Pack. We see all these back shoulders. Obviously, Aaron's great at that. When, like, when you first got in the league, they weren't as big as they are now, were they? Um, yeah, to us, but Aaron Rodgers throws the best back shoulder in the league. Like, the way he can get the ball there so quick with the flick of the wrist, um, he's really good at doing that. Like, you, if you go back from his first two years, they had a lot of back shoulder um, plays. So he, now everybody's try, everybody yeah. tries it now. Every, yeah. It's like a part of the offense. Like, all right, we're going back yeah. shoulder on this whole thing. But there's going to be a lot of space out there, though, right? Because yeah. they're going to have to respect Brees Hall. Yep. Alan Lazard is warrants attention. Garrett Wilson warrants attention. They have, have to double him. They Hardman. have a lot of – And defensive-wise, they, they was number four last year. 
I think the Packers was subway part, like midway or toward the bottom. But coming in with a number four defense, that means Aaron Rodgers is going to get the ball a lot. And guys on defense are going to be oh. sitting down getting their popcorn ready. Like, oh, man, we ain't have to play 63 plays today. Well, that's the thing about Aaron, too. Long, sustained drives. He doesn't turn the ball over. He rarely throws for like 300, 400 yards. It's like methodical. It's like he is – he is reading your defense. What are you giving me? Yes. You're giving me this. I'm doing that. He had like two turnovers two years ago. Two. Mm-hmm. In the whole – in 17 games. The guy is unbelievable. And if they can just hang on, get some points on the board, utilize that defense, he can still run too. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He can still run oh, out but... there. Kaz, Kazim Famuyade mm-hmm. uh, says that don't need your running. It's like he's still going to run because people are telling him he's too fucking old. So that's just kind of what he's going to do. But this could be a perfect match, man. Yeah, absolutely. And the only difference from, like, the guys we were talking about before that have done this, like Brady and Stafford, is when those guys went, they became, like, what, one or two best in the conference? Like, the AFC East, or not even the AFC East, the AFC as a whole is so ridiculously yeah. stacked. Like, can you put the Jets ahead of the Chiefs or the Bengals? <sighs> There's no way. You just can't do that can't yet. Can't do it. Well, that's why games are played on a football field. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's go to Jeff in New Jersey on the 5 Energy phone line. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, how you doing? Keep it moving. Um, I am a firm believer that the Eagles have the ammunition over the next two years to move up to number three to get a guy like Will Anderson and turn the best roster in the NFL even better. Wow. So instead of Jalen Carter after losing in Dominican Sue and Limbo Joseph, uh, they would take another pass rusher in Will Anderson, who some people say best player in the draft. Not everybody, but some people do. That would be fascinating because then you would assume at two, who went, you know? If Will Levis. didn't get Levis wanted to, CJ Stroud wanted to, yeah, Lama's Tyree, Tyree Wilson, guys. Tyree Wilson wanted to, yeah. So then Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, and everybody's still available at three. And then if the Eagles trade up to do that, that'd be certainly a move. And we go, of course, the rich get richer. Why doesn't our team fucking do that? That is real. That's kind of that's what happened on draft night. And that would be one of those teams that just comes out of nowhere and does something because there's definitely going to be one of those on Thursday night. And trying to figure out who it is is impossible. The Texans. The Texans is going to do it. It's going to be Jalen Carter. He's the best player in the draft, man. And it's hard to get these guys. They don't come off. Okay. So you think that Jalen Carter, number two overall? I think the Texans take him. They, they got a known draft history of taking good defensive linemen, interior linemen, defensive ends. Um, they spend a lot of money with those guys. I think the Texans um, take them. They what are those it. odds? What are those odds for Jalen Carter? At number two? Yeah. They're, uh, you get pretty good odds on number two for Jalen Carter. Not even on here. So it's plus 1,000 more? Thousand uh, plus plus trade back a few spots. Plus 7,500. Plus 7,500 right now. Definitely going to bet that. Okay. Hey, here we Damn. go, Pack. Let's go. go. Take them, Pack. Take him, Pat. Hell just, yeah. He got to be top three, bro. He's the best defensive player that we done seen. Like, he was better last year. Bro, got arrested at the combine. I bro. understand that. In the pro. That happens yeah, he was sometime. better last year. That, that, that I happens. agree. I agree. I agree. It happens. We move on. You, you you learn from your mistakes. Hopefully, he's learned from his mistakes. But, like, when we talking football, he's the best fucking football player that we've seen as far as a three technique from last year draft and this year draft. I'm on your side thinking this and everybody talking about him as a football player but when you start thinking like humans are making decisions here right mm-hmm. it's not just like in theory humans are making the decisions here him that whole situation that popped up out of nowhere seemingly 
That felt like it was targeted. Yes. Well, we, the, oh, you're at the Combine? Oh, interesting. Here's a little thing. Bang. We need you to be back here in Georgia. You're getting arrested in the middle of the Combine for one of the saddest situations of all time. So then immediately, people that didn't even know about him really go, oh, what? This is like the first time this has happened right. ever. Nuts. And then something that very sad happened. And if you don't look into it anymore, then you realize that the pro day showed up a little heavier, a little bit mm-hmm. uh, slower, a little bit out of shape. It's like, oh, this guy, we don't want this. Is this the guy you want? It's like... Everybody has to understand he was clearly going through something. One of his best friends. Yeah. I mean, that's a sad, 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 sad situation. You just got to hope that you're building your culture. Your team is good enough to make sure that he can bounce back from whatever he's going through. Obviously, terrible situation. But I think some people would be scared to present that to their fan base at this stage. Like, hey, with the number two or number three pick, we took this guy. And a lot of fans are going to say, like, this is the guy that, blah, blah, because if he doesn't pan out. Oh, he's panning out. Guaranteed? He's guaranteed to pan out. Okay, let's go, Jalen. I'm happy for you. For eight, and also to pack to what Pack is saying, if Houston did jump up and take him at two, don't you feel like D'Amico, like just knowing D'Amico a little bit, he seems to have like the the rapport with guys that could kind of bring him along and like Pack said, help him out help him out through his rookie year and kind of teach him how to be a pro, I think. Still young. Incredibly young. A lot of life left. A lot of lessons to learn. He can mature. A lot of people have in the past. And if he's as talented as everybody else is saying, three to four years from now, if you're one of these teams up in the top and you passed on him, you're going to say, we could have got Jalen Carter. But instead, we got – I'm not saying the name because yeah. we might end up with that person. Sure. Uh, the other thing with Will Anderson, doesn't feel like he's been you know so highly touted, kind of similar to Thibodeau. That like it's almost as if the allure is worn off and you kind of forget. Because two years ago he was a top three pick. Last year going into the season, just number like one. Thibodeau, projected number one pick. Like has the kind of hype almost been forgotten because it's been there for so long? So he had two years ago he had seventeen and a half sacks coming off this season, that season, and then his, <laughs> this last season he had ten. So like people could say he had a little bit of a down year. But when you have when you have seventeen and a half sacks, I assume you're gonna get a little bit more attention. Triple teamed, probably. He was on game day. Herb Street did like four breakdowns just of him. Yeah. Let me tell you about this grown man that is playing for Alabama pretty much all season. I assume Herbie and College Game Day aren't the only ones paying attention to that. We can assume, even though some college football coaches appear to have football IQs of a donkey, <laughs> mm-hmm. that they would even th- say, like, hey, this guy ain't wrecking the game. We'll let somebody else do it. But in the NFL, it's going to be the same way. If you're a, if you're a, a quarterback yeah. guy, pass rusher, mm-hmm. And you're good, you're going to get chipped, you're going to get doubled, you're going to get bamboozled. So it's almost like good that he got to experience it early, but his stats being what they are, I think people are thinking he wasn't able to do as much. I, I, I would like Will Anderson on my football team. Even Hell 10 yeah. sacks in 14 games or whatever is still pretty fucking good. I would like you know how hard it is to get sacks, though, in college? Like, sack numbers are skewed because the NFL, we see yeah. how we throw the ball. Even in the NFL, has switched a little bit to the quick game, getting rid of the ball. But in college, man, like, they don't – Quarterbacks don't hold the ball very long. It's the whole, hey, half field read, boom, get it out right now. Like, that's how it is. It's tough to get sacks. Tom, I might be wrong. Um, but tell me the last really good defensive player that came out of Alabama that played on defensive line. Fucking probably the the football team guys, commander teams, Darren Payne and those boys. Jonathan Allen. John. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, my point is just. Alabama have a great football team, a great program, but when it comes to D-Lyman and, and their transformation into the league, um, it's not the same. Now, well, if you talk offensive linemen, yeah. 
Let's go to Alabama and get these fucking offensive line. Couldn't you make that argument with Jordan Davis, though? Because he was in the middle for the Eagles, got hurt, and then you they still. That, you can make that argument for the number one overall pick last year. Yeah. Trevon Walker. Let's get to a break. Okay. Hey, I, I got to play devil's advocate. That's what everybody's doing right now. That's right. We're analyzing everything because that's what NFL teams are doing. Currently, GMs are running mock drafts with their staff to see who could potentially be available whenever it's their time to pick on Thursday night as we have our fourth annual, fourth annual, what? fourth annual, what? fourth annual what? draft spectacular, our biggest show of the year, except for this year. Mm-hmm. Second biggest show of the year. A little different this year. We have a lot of guests. We have a lot of breakdown. We have good times. We have a giveaway of at least $100,000 and also some talent acts. Hell yeah. Let's have fun on Thursday night as dreams come true for 31 dudes as they enter the NFL in the first round. Us now is the best mock drafter that yep. since we have kept score of the mock drafters drafting. Mm-hmm. He's an Emmy winner host of Good Morning Football, and also part of Fox NFL coverage on Sundays. Yep. yep. He was on the field after the Chiefs won with a microphone. Mm-hmm. Interviewing everyone. Talked to the Rudd family, Paul and Skid. Alex Kid Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, stud, Pete Schrager. Yeah, Yes. Hell yeah, Schrager. How are you? Jack Rudd. Fuck. 18 ah! years old. God damn it. Looks great. He's a fantastic uh, Chiefs fan. I was on the field with him at the Super Bowl. But, God, it is great to be with you guys. I, I love the Super Bowl. I like. I think I like draft week more. This is, like, right up my alley. Everyone is, is hitting me up. I finally feel important because no one knows anything up top, and that's where I thrive. Let's roll. Okay, Shregs. Let's go. Let's have a Shregs Super Bowl. Yeah. Let's have a Shregs Super go. Bowl. Woo! Hell, yeah. All right, Shregs, let's talk about it. The number two overall pick, the odds have changed mightily for both one and two. Seems like a lot of smoke is coming out right now. What are you hearing? What should we expect? C.J. Stroud's a clear number two, right? That's just what is going to happen. It's been that way for a long time, or what are you hearing, Shrakes? Still could happen. That's the thing. I think everyone's already got on this narrative that Stroud isn't going to go second overall. It still very much could happen. Nick Casario has kept this close to the vest. A lesson I've learned over a couple years of these Texans drafts, one of them, they didn't have a first or second round pick. They ended up taking Davis Mills in the third round last year. You know, everyone had Sauce Gardner uh, going, you know, above Derek Stingley. They took Derek Stingley. Everyone had other offensive linemen going before Kenyon Green. They took Kenyon Green, their second first-round pick, and none of that was leaked out before the draft. So I would just say take caution in thinking anything is in stone with the Houston Texans. What I've heard as of late, though, is that the D'Amico Ryans formula is get me a long Big defensive lineman that we can start working around because that is what they did in San Francisco year after year after year in the draft. And it was Solomon Thomas. Then it was obviously DeForest Buckner. Then it was Eric Armstead. Then it was Bosa. And then it was Javon Kinlaw. And then last year they ended up and they, they go and they signed Javon Hargrave. The guy who is that is Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech who mm. – Gosh, if you told me a year ago a Texas Tech defensive player with foot issues is going to go second overall in the draft, I would say you're crazy, but his medical's cleared. Right now, I think he might be the odds-on favorite to go second overall as we're 48 hours out. He's Fits not. the D'Amico Ryan's defense, four-down linemen, 
um, and is an absolute physical freak with an 86-inch wingspan out of Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson. So that's I don't think he's odds-on favorite anywhere. Oh, Levis is the favorite, and then they're both three. He's And then Tyree and Will Anderson are both plus 300 right now as we speak. Yeah, these have all moved, though, mightily over, like, hourly at mm-hmm. this point because new information that's kind of rolling out there. The Tyree Wilson at two train has started this week. I believe Lombardi has the same thing, yeah. and we all assume that Lombardi has some sort of ties down there in New England, down in Houston through New England with Casario and other people that are down there. You saying, Tyree Wilson, plus 300 is not a bad little okay. check spread. Plus 300 is not bad. Pac-Man said earlier, you know, Jalen Carter, everybody's saying he's the best player in the draft. He is a D-lineman. Does D'Amico think that he could potentially make the best out of Jalen Carter in the NFL? Will he go number two overall? Sounds like that's not what you're thinking or hearing. That's good news? No. We just need your brain. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Jalen Carter is likely the third defensive lineman in this draft taken, and he'll go after Anderson. Who, by the way, Anderson, and again, you guys might cringe as former players uh, at the thought of this term, like the cleanest of these prospects, as in there's no injury stuff, there's no off-the-field stuff. Anderson is, uh, you know, like basically a a choir boy as far as off-the-field. He's one of Nick Saban's favorite players. He just doesn't have the same physical build as a Tyree Wilson. It's 252 pounds, could play outside, could play on the line, Um, a sure thing. And and this is not an insult or or kind of like – He's not a home run pick. He's more of a safer pick. And I feel like he will go before Jalen Carter, but still could go oh. right after Tyree Wilson. Um, Anderson's outstanding two-time SEC defensive player of the year. And yet Tyree Wilson is looked as the guy with the bigger upside. Interesting. That sounds like a defensive heavy top end. Go ahead, AJ. Shriggs, we saw in your, uh, your list of five things yesterday that were in play, I guess, that you knew that Arizona was open for business at number three. What do you see them doing there? Find a partner. I don't know a partner that's looking to trade up, and that's why it's interesting. They can come out there and they can say, we're open for business. Unless you have a trade partner, you're in a tough spot here. Uh, Basically, the whole league knows that third pick could be had, and if there's a skill position taken at second or defensive player taken at second, C.J. Stroud could be there at three. Levis could be there at three. Richardson could be there at three. Who's going to trade up to make that deal? You don't want to trade the second overall, the third overall pick for 60 cents on the dollar. Now, remember, Something to keep a track of here. San Francisco traded that third overall pick a few years ago, and it went for two first-round picks. I mean, they went up and they got that, and they traded two additional first-round picks. Is it looked as a massive failure if Arizona trades it and they get a second-round pick as opposed to two first-round picks? I don't know anybody who's looking to trade two future firsts to get up to that three spot. When did Will Levis just join the conversation of C.J. Stroud, like, clearly? Because that Anthony Richardson was in there a little bit. And, I'll, hey, listen, the Colts might end up with Will Levis. I'll be pumped to have him. He's jocked. Obviously, he works hard, and he's committed. Can he play NFL quarterback? We shall see. Has it been the interview process? Has it been the film? What, if, what <laughs> have you heard of why Will Levis is seemingly – launched into the conversation like maybe the number two quarter maybe the number one overall pick as reddit was reporting today what happened with will levis you think during this process yeah i've learned something over doing the draft stuff never dismiss anything i don't care if it comes from reddit i don't care if it comes from the postman i don't care if it comes from the guy who served you your sandwich at the restaurant um you don't there's nothing a sure thing at this point so you don't ever dismiss anybody but i i think bryce young's the first quarterback will levis could very easily be the second quarterback uh, I've heard he's actually had great meetings with teams, and he's he's well liked by a lot of buildings. The connection with with the Colts, there's no like natural connection. Was saying, well, the offensive coordinator coached him here, and this guy likes him. Here. I I just have heard from a lot of people around the league 
mostly from people outside the Colts building that they are hearing that there's a bunch of fans in that building. And it's been that way for quite some time. And maybe that's because they assumed Stroud wasn't going to be available and they convinced themselves that Levis was, was going to be okay at four and we're fine with Levis. Um, If Stroud and Levis and Richardson are on the board at four, I've said, I think it's the most intriguing pick in the entire draft, Indianapolis. And I would not say any of them are a slam dunk right now. But I keep on hearing Levis from other people around the league who are looking in and talking about the Colts. There's no blue chip wide receiver in this draft. They like the kid from Ohio State, but he's not in the same conversation as the five guys that were taken in the first round last year. And, you know, you start going down the different position groups. There's not that stud safety. There's not that stud outside linebacker. It's a really interesting draft where there's five good quarterbacks. There's no Joe Burrow. There's no Trevor Lawrence. Like, we could all be proven wrong, but across the board, this doesn't have that type of star quality. And yet it makes it even more intriguing and better television because yes. we don't have concrete answers. You don't know where they're going. So to your point, if B. John Robinson goes eight to the Falcons and I'm here saying, well, look, he might go 10 to the Eagles. I'm not going to be confused at all. I'll say that makes sense. The Falcons, they added a great player and he was their best player on the board and no one's going to argue. And yet, if he ends up going 25 to the Giants, I'll say that makes sense also. Yeah, then we can see how that – a lot of people could regret that. Uh-huh. that that's what we'll say. 2014 is maybe, maybe going to regret yep. it all. I think this is the most question marks that we've had going into a draft spectacular. We're pumped about it. Speaking of the players, Connor has something for you. Yeah, Peter, Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, actually wrote that he heard from a GM that he has less than 15 – first round grades on players in this draft so you saying Bijan could go eight or 25 are you hearing the same thing because obviously I assume if Bijan is that one of those blue chip guys in this draft that there were if he were to go 25 how are there 24 players better than him if that GM is saying he only has 15 or less than 15 first round grades that's the consensus around the thing I think 15 is generous I don't think this is the offensive tackle class that we've seen in recent years I don't think there's the uh the depth at certain positions, like I said, safety and linebacker, wide receiver is not what it was. People are trying to push up some of the tight ends right now, but I'm not sure any of those guys, uh, you know, outside of Kincaid are, are, are true number one guys. Wow. So to Albert's point, he's right, but there's also the position issue with Bijan where it's, okay, I just watched the Super Bowl team, you know, go win with Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh round pick and Jarek McKinnon, who's currently un, unsigned. Um, so where do you value that? And then you just say, hey, draft him, run the wheels off the guy, and then don't give him the extension because time and time again, these running backs that have been given the extension, the economics don't end up making sense. And whether it be Todd Gurley or Ezekiel Elliott or Melvin Gordon, they end up on different teams by the end of it or just out of the league. It's a tough position right now, running back. But if you got a guy... He's a weapon. Just yeah. count him as a weapon as opposed to just a running back. But I guess there's so much business that goes into all these decisions. Go ahead, AJ. Shregs, when you're, when you're talking with your sources within these teams, like, do you really get a feel on how many people truly know what they might do? Like, I know they like to keep their circles tight. and Everyone's always paranoid in the front office. Are they letting a lot of people know what's going on or each team different, I'm guessing? I think it's changed for me this year. I've noticed that there's a lot of younger coaches who are a little bit more open as to like the guys that they like and what might be available in these certain spots. I also think some of the older and more veteran GMs who have been doing it for a long time, they don't feel as threatened about the secrecy and all that because of this draft, it it is a bit more wide open. You know, I've spoken to several different GMs who've got picks from like 10 to 20 and they're asking me like, well, what do you think about this guy? I think he'll be there. Yeah, I think he'll be there. Well, what about this guy? Eh, he might not be there. Okay, but he might be there. there. It's not the, oh, we 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 have to make this maneuver to get this guy because he's circled on our draft. Each team has three or four guys in that range, and I think they're going to be able to sleep at night because to Albert Breer's point, 
this isn't one of those drafts where if you miss the guy at at 13, you're going to miss, you know, feeling like you're not going to sleep at night. Well, the guy at 14 or 15 might be just as good. We don't know because there there's a different kind of issue with the talent where it's really top heavy with some of these positions. And then there's a bit of a drop off. And if you get one of the guys, like, I'll give you an example. I'm just rambling right now. The wide receivers. Okay. All right. If the kid from Ohio State, um, Jackson Smith Najigba is your number one wide receiver, which he pretty much universally is. And he's in that teens range as far as where he'll probably go 13, 14, 15, 16. I've got one team who tells me, you know, number two is Jordan Addison at a USC. Another team tells me Zay Flowers is our guy. I had a team today tell me we actually like the kid from TCU, Quinton Johnson, the guy. So Dog. in other years where it's like, here's our rankings, it's pretty concrete. I feel like it's a little bit more wide open at some of these positions. So if you don't get the guy, all right, there's another guy waiting and we'll, we'll go with him because we also like him. So does that mean faster first round or longer first round? Good question. And does that mean more trades or less trades? I don't know. I think these teams uh, are, are as curious as we are. I'm curious to see the pace of it. But there hasn't been a trade in the first, in the top 10 in quite some time. I think Arizona's trying to get out. I think Tennessee might be a team to look up, to move up a couple spots if one of these quarterbacks drops. Mm. Um, and yet, I, I can't tell you with, with any firm detail whether it's going to be the wildest draft ever or it's going to be no trades. Everyone took their guy to the top of their board, and we were on with the next night, and we go to day two. I think it's going to be bananas. Uh, that's because that seems like what the NFL creates all the time. So I'm pumped for Thursday night. It feels like there's going to be a moment or two where we're all going to lose our minds. Maybe a veteran gets traded. Ooh. Maybe a massive pick comes out of nowhere. We'll be watching along. Shregs, we can't thank you enough for your brain. You're making us smarter. Pac-Man has the last question for you here, Shregs. What do you got, Pac-Man? I want to know, what have you heard about the corners? Um, Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, Kristen, Joey Porter Jr. I like Joey Porter Jr. because of the makeup oh. of him, because of his father. Um, Big time stealing. Me personally, football-wise, I think he's the best. Um, what have you okay. heard with the cornerbacks? Who you think would be off the board first? I think universally it's either Weatherspoon, who is tough as hell, 180 pounds, likes to tackle um, out of Illinois, and Gonzalez as the one-two, and you can put him in that order. Then the next tier of the guys – and I'd be curious, your thoughts. There's a lot of love for Porter. There's a lot of love for Deontay Banks out of Maryland. I've heard him being mentioned as a top 20 pick. And then the wild card guy that I that keeps on coming up um, that some teams love and other teams are like, Oof, I don't know if that body type works anymore. Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State, 166 pounds at the combine. He's unapologetic about it. He says, I, I hit, I played at the SEC West. I made tackles, I made plays. He is the most pick sixes in the history of college football. Mm. He had six in his career. The guy is 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 a oh. proud player. He's a talker. The whole thing. And mm. He's got great charisma, but 166 pounds at corner. Some teams don't value that that weight and that size. And other teams Can't are like, tiny. "That's a gamer. I'm going to take him." I have. That's, uh, I that, had a chance to watch his film. When you see him on film, he don't play like he's 160 some pounds. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that the kid in Maryland is good, but he, he struggled at the line a lot. Um, okay. But the other two, that I, I, of course, I love Witherspoon. I think he's going to be the first one off the board. He, he's Yeah, Witherspoon, Witherspoon could go as high as – yeah, these are all first-rounders. Witherspoon can go as high as six to Detroit, I've heard. that you know, And Aaron Glenn has such a big voice in that room, and he's basically Aaron Glenn if Aaron Glenn was coming out into the draft right now. Um, and Gonzalez, I've heard – I've heard, uh, you know, and Bears fans might not want to hear this. I've heard nine to the Bears is a real possibility. Tall, rangy. They didn't really address what? that in free agency. So you could be talking about a, a Chicago Bear uh, right. cornerback in the first round top 10, which I don't know if that would be so well received in, in Chicago. What do you think they want up there? 
Chicago. Uh, uh, what are they going to do? Yeah, what do you think they want? They probably want offensive line, or they want to get oh, their yeah. guy another, uh, you know, another weapon or something. But I, I feel like they. Who did you guys just get weapon from? Carolina? DJ Moore. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Beast. B. John Robinson probably going to be on the board for the Bears. There was a rumor that they might be interested. I just don't know if, if they would do that. They've got Foreman and they've got Herbert, the kid uh, who played some big minutes last year. Just the running back spot is tough to peg for me. It really is. Shrags, you're the man. We can't wait to watch you all weekend crush it on television. Thank you for doing this and uh, continue to enjoy the hell out of your Super Bowl week. I love it. I will be on all day, day three on NFL Network. And last year I was shouting out the Cole Kicking Academy. And you yeah. gave me a nice tweet on that one. We'll see which kicker and punters uh, go in this one. Who it's are they? Do you know? Well. Do you know who's up for that? Do you know the kickers and punters? Yeah. Offhand, I feel so. so Michigan so State guy, I, I think Michigan State. Michigan, guy. There's a Rutgers yep. guy that is supposed to be nails that might go early day three. So that's I don't so, know his name offhand. So I think the kicker from Michigan, Moody. Yes, Jake Booth. Yep. Everybody yep. loves him. Mm-hmm. And then the kid from Michigan State, punter, I think he's a bomber. Bombs balls. Yeah, I think like uh, people said at the Combine that I talked to that do have say in all the thing. They're like, Michigan State kid, Michigan kid were the two kids that hmm. stole the entire thing from what I've been told. Now, I don't know any other information, but I assume the Rutgers guy is also great, and I hope 10 guys get drafted. Oh. You're the best. Hey, I appreciate it. And if Mr. Ursay tells you who he's taking with that fourth <laughs> overall pick, we got some time. Text me, my friend. Dude, we got Chris Ballard on the show, 7.55 Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Let's go. I'm going to joust with him. I'm going to try to get some information. But right. if I get information out of him, he's fucked. Yeah, and that's the team that I like. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's an interesting yeah. situation. No win. None at all. Ladies and gentlemen, no. Peter Schrager. Yeah, yeah, all right. So what do we learn? Uh, definitely. Very... Definitely. Weak draft from all out. Sounds like a sorry-ass draft. Not a big offensive draft. Ain't nobody either. good. This position's not good. They're not deep over here. We only got two <laughs> tiers there. <laughs> Feels like... You might go to 13, might go to 29. I mean, everybody has different ideas on who's good and who's not. I mean, that's this is wide open, AJ. This is a wide open draft. Yeah, and we have no idea what they're going to... Yeah, we could say they don't have, like, the biggest name recognition. It might not be the deepest draft, but we could see a ton of superstars come out of here. We don't know. Honestly, we don't know who's going to be great, okay? No. Nobody has a clue. That's why the draft is so ridiculous, and we call it the spectacular. But normally going into the draft, there's some massive storylines. Oh, yeah. Huge. All right, here we go. This is happening. These two are dancing. They're tangoing. This year, it's like ones, we think. It was minus 2,000. Mm-hmm. Now it's minus 1,200 after a Reddit report of Will Levis telling people that the Carolina Panthers are taking him, changed the odds for the number one overall pick dramatically. He was plus 4,500. Then he was plus 500 this morning at 9.30 a.m. Plus 4,500 to plus 500. You bet 100 bucks, you win 500 bucks. You bet 100 bucks, you win $4,500. That's the difference yeah. in those two things. Then it goes up to plus 600, then up to plus 700. It seems like the Reddit report might have been accurate, but what Will was saying to people was not because the odds on Bryce Young going one still are ridiculously high. Yep. But we don't even have a clue about that. Normally, we'd have a little bit figured out. We know nothing we know shit about fuck yeah. coming up on Thursday, <laughs> and it seems like we're not the only ones. Yeah, in previous years, it definitely feels like we had a much better idea, and at least that the draft had a little more hype around the players. But, like, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba falling out of the top ten to yeah. the teens. Like, how is that There's now? The, no good wide receivers. Yeah, how, how, how oh, is that Jesus. work? I watched that guy do a couple combine drills. He looked mm-hmm. real smooth. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, he was plucking balls. 
Well, the the see ya. The funnest part about that is what he had 200, 300 yards in the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. when uh, Alave and Garrett Wilson were both on the team as well. So, and those two uh, were probably one and one and two, I believe, in rookie voting, or one and three in rookie voting last year. So he might be good. He might be yeah, good. He might be able to be a good football might player. Good. It might be just hype, but the Ohio State wide receivers coach who. We definitely know, and I am forgetting his Hartline. name, Brian Hartline. He said he he listed out his you know top five wide receivers he's coached, and he might just be saying this because you know this guy's going to the draft. But he had Marvin Harrison Jr. one, Jackson Smith and Jigba two, and then I think Olave, uh, Garrett Wilson, and uh, Terry McLaurin. For instance, That's Marvin Harrison Jr. is a dog. Yeah. Next year, if he's not the first wide receiver off the board, we'll yeah, be incredibly be. surprised. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that's happening yeah. with, like, Will Anderson. That's happening with fucking C.J. Stroud right yep. now. Yeah. Like, just these stories that we've just heard for years and years is just, like, change immediately one week before draft. It's like, where'd this all come what from? Happened? None of us know. The draft is absurd, AJ. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, so Marvin Harrison Jr., like, next year, we have so much time with this dude. I'm sure that he's going to go through a phase where people are going to be knocking him and saying, oh, the guy doesn't have top-end speed, even though he runs a 4 2 or something. You remember he wore those Louis cleats that yeah. had a watch on it. That's a problem. He's talking about time. That's his time, not our yeah. time. This guy, like, they'll do yeah. something to say something, but it's like you watch him catch a ball, and it's like, oh. Yeah. And you hear all, every, all you hear is how – unbelievably driven this dude is like yeah I, I told you general bob goes to the woody hayes athletic facility almost daily and he says almost every time he goes in there marvin's in there by himself catching off a jugs machine like yes. i think he has a, a sponsorship deal with a jugs machine that shoots balls like he has a controller and it'll shoot like routes to him it, it, um, my nephew chris that's the biggest thing when he grew up there. Man, i just want to go back up there and see marvin marvin's in there 90 percent of the time when nobody is in there practice mm-hmm. over he's in there another hour and a half you know, he come from that resume of where his father done built the, uh, um, a certain level of knowing what to do, how to be special, and how to use the tools. But when you see him in there running routes, oh, it's art. So the Monarch uh, jug system, which was with Danny Amendola a couple years ago, mm-hmm. we have chatted with them. It is a robotic jugs machine that can throw routes. Now, I do believe that they've upgraded it, and it will only continue to get better as technology continues to get better. But being associated with a jugs machine as a wide receiver is good news. Like, yeah. okay, this guy wants to deal with a jugs machine. He doesn't want to deal with, like, a, 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 a scooter or, like, something else. Sure. He wants something that is directly benefiting his profession and what he is doing mm-hmm. for a living. And I remember College Game Day did a special where Marvin Harrison was chatting, and he was giving an interview senior. And he said something about, like, I told him, like, just, you remember what I taught you, okay? When you get there, don't be doing what the other people are doing. Do what I told you to do, and you'll be all right. And it's like, that's a generational thing that takes place where he's like, oh, yeah, you're doing 2,000 jug sketches a day. Like, that's that's what we do. You want to make it to the NFL? People, everybody thinks, like, this is how you do it. You got talent. It's like, yeah, you also have to fucking outwork everybody now let's not waste our time let's do things that actually help us we're going to work on our breaks and we're going to catch two thousand balls a day and if you don't you're going to be a failure <laughs> like that's a nice thing to have in the back of your mind if you're thinking about drafting a guy so if we can get marvin harrison jr back on the colts you know just like his dad yes i think we would give up the number four pick this year to do that 100 percent. i think we would do that you guys might be in position next year to do it yeah you probably will. I'll I'll shut just, your mouth yeah you draft Good Stroud. Chance. You draft Shut Stroud. your mouth. Take Stroud at four. Absolutely suck because the team around him is bad. 
get that, what, two, three overall pick and get Harrison. I don't know how to tell you this. What's that? But as long as no owners try to poach other quarterbacks to become owners of their team and starting quarterbacks for their team, <laughs> mm-hmm. Jackie Moon, Colts are going to be picked number 32 next year. Well. And if some owner does try to just <laughs> sign somebody to become an owner of their team and play quarterback for their team, at the same time they're playing for somebody else at the division and they suspend one person's first-round pick, okay. we'll be picked 31 next year. Mm-hmm. That's what the Colts are doing. Okay? <laughs> That's what the Colts are doing next year. There's just absolutely, unequivocally 0% of a chance that that is happening. <laughs> Put up freezing cold takes, dude. <laughs> Go to the fence. Let's go to Jay. I think Marvin. Hey, I think he wears 18 because Peyton was his favorite player too. So it'd be a good fit. I mean, and if he didn't get that. hurt in that semifinal game, he's gonna have six yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, and they, yeah. they might have won. They might have won. He had two, just what three routes? Mm-hmm. Boom, bang, bang, yeah. boom, bang, spot. drill. Hey, the Bengals win from whatever to the Super Bowl, so it could happen, Pat. Thank yeah. you, Tone. After they drafted the wide receiver who played with the quarterback they drafted the year before. See, I, that's what I'm saying. Quarterback is. Back. Back. I can't even hear you. Get you a quarterback. Get your quarterback. You'll be okay. Listen to this. Titans are going to trade us Ryan Tannehill. They're going to come with the four. Ooh. Okay. They're going to take their quarterback of the future. You don't think Steichen can do what he did with Jalen with Ryan Tannehill? Sure. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill used to be a wide receiver. Holy okay? shit. He can move. Yeah. He can throw. He can ball. And every single overpaid quarterback that you guys have grabbed these last four years, he would fall right into that. Whoa. That'd be perfect. Be quite a bunch. Them moving up to three, it sounds like. Titans? Titans? Yeah, Titans definitely sound they like they moved. quarterback up. last year. Malik Willis, third rounder. Doesn't sound like it. Let's go to the front. problem is everybody knows Arizona wants out, though, so I doubt people are offering too much. They have to, though, because they're competing against the other people that want to get there. Yeah, and if Stroud falls. That's like the Colts. If the Colts want to get up to three just to, to get to make sure, so we're going to have to pay whatever anybody else would pay, and we're only moving up one spot. Speaking of moving up one spot, Packers moved up two. Big win. Huge. Yeah. They might get Jackson Smith and Jigba now. Boom. For Jordan Love mm-hmm. with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Right. Oh. Here we go. Now Gutekun's cooking in the kitchen <laughs> without Aaron Rodgers. And two second-round picks. So who says they don't come up, you know, late in the first round and get someone else too? Let's go. Gary in Wisconsin on the 5 Energy phone line. What's going on, Gary? Hey, what's up, boys? Much minded you. Hey, much minded you too, too, pal. Uh, hey, what's going on? Hey, before I get into the Aaron Rodgers saga over here, uh, for us locals, one mile away from uh, Lambeau Field, uh, me and my wife, Hannah, just wanted to extend congratulations to you and your wife, Pat. Uh, we got a baby oh, due yeah. May 11th. Yeah, ours is due May 11th, and my first child, I'm 47. I'm stoked. Hey, good luck out there. Congratulations to you and Hannah as well. We appreciate the hell out of you. Do you stay away from those cheese curds that are right across the street from uh, uh, Lambeau? What was that place called? It looked like a kitchen. I was in like a living room. Kroll's, Kroll's, I believe you're talking. Probably that place. Kroll's, yeah. Kroll's West. Yeah, Kroll's West. All right, well, good luck with your child, and congrats, pal. Oh, hey, I appreciate that, brother. Hey, uh, AJ, AJ, we I work right on Oneida Street and on Johnson Fitness. We got a jersey for uh, you to sign, an AJ Hawk jersey, Mr. Ohio. Perfect. Congrats. Hell yeah. AJ, you're down there in Johnson Fitness. Just send it to his house. What's your address? Thank you, Gary. <laughs> you're down there in Johnson Fitness. Let's go, dude. You used to work out there. Is that the one? That must be a new new facility i don't know about that's the one where you're doing that fucking side kicking thing yeah. you remember when you were doing that we found that video you were doing yeah taekwondo or whatever <laughs> they're talking the power max 360 they don't have one of those oh whenever you were thrust yeah. in that thing yeah you don't think 
I bet you Johnson Fitness got one of those. Definitely does. Probably call it the Hawk Machine. Oh, welcome to the Hawk House. Boom. Hey, that thing's been getting used over here, AJ. A lot of people banging and banging, Good. clanging and banging in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Hawk. Turn this thing up a little Hawk. bit stronger. Oh, yeah. Is that what you said? Am I supposed to use my hips as much, sir? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, hell yeah. Let me get a good power stance here. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah I did it. Good did I break the record? What's the record? Yeah, fuck oh, this. Oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the phones. AJ's such a meathead, dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was a great machine, though, man. Those pow- those uh, air power things? Those pistons or whatever. They- yeah, man, I got it in the basement still. Great machines. I, I it, They're hard to find and incredibly really expensive hard. and very difficult to move into your house. <laughs> But they were very much worth it. When, when we were, like a isn't that true? I mean, yeah, the base is gigantic and does not fold or anything. So, yeah. It's tough so. to move around, and it's pretty expensive. But if you can get that into your hawk house, you're talking about full-body fucking workout. Yeah, game too. <laughs> hi, hi. All right, you're an idiot. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to David in Michigan. What's going on, David? How's it going, boys? Keep it moving. Nailed it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I got two things for you real quick, Pat. For one, I just woke up like two hours ago, and Michael Lombardi's out here talking shit about the Jets and Rodgers like they're going to go through growing pains. I've never seen that. Nah, he's talking about the Packers. talking about the Packers. talking about the Packers, I think. Yeah, okay, Packers, yeah, they'll have their growing pains. Still, fuck Michael Lombardi. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just woke up. Maybe you woke up the wrong side of the bed, Come David. On. Damn. What's the, Come on, buddy. You don't talk about Uncle Michael. I will say, David, pretty good talker. Sounds like he would be a good phone call again if he was calling. Can't have you talking about Paisan Lombardi. No, come on. Especially on this particular day where he's running a car, getting ripped off by a car rental company, and then driving Rough for the 75 hours mm-hmm. across the country. So today's not a day to bury old Lombo. Uh, let's take another phone call, shall we? Hell yeah. Pack, you want to do a giveaway? Yeah. I mean, there's still that one thing Pack needs to get done. We're not doing the shot today. What? Pack, don't let it beat you. Feels like it. Don't. Sounds like sounds like that shot. The moonshot beat you down. Don't let it beat you. Listen, the moonshot is certainly moon a shot. tough test. Very. The moonshot is something that nobody mm-hmm. has accomplished on this particular Let's program. Uh, Let's see. Let the moonshot. That's 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 a good question. Yeah, but that's not what we're asking yeah. right now. We are. <laughs> what we're talking <laughs> we're about you is to beat one man who has stared Everest right in the face numerous times and has never been able to get to the climax of said mountain. You've been able to be close, rattling rim jobs all over the place. You've banked them. You've had many numerous, many numerous, same word, bonus balls, which means you're on the right path because that ball is bouncing straight back to you. Today is a day that we'll remember forever. Yes. As Adam Pac-Man Jones, the sixth overall pick in the NFL draft, man ran a 4-2-8, 14 years as an NFL corner, conquered the moonshot right here, Tuesday, April 25th, 2023. That's how we're going to remember this day. Ain't that right, AJ? Absolutely. I can't wait to watch. Shoes look sweet. Yeah, you look great. Yeah. What are those? Shoes oh. are phenomenal. Thought they had light on bottoms because he walked by the by the thing on, with the lights. <laughs> oh, you thought the stage, the stage lights were shoe lights because the shoes could have lights on them because of how fucking cool they are. Yes. Adam Pac-Man Jones, we want to let you know cool. that your fly-by nature bomber jacket there, so cool. Top tier. So cool. 
One of the best of his fits. Shoes. This is a good fit. Uh huh. Today's a good day. Yeah. Always looks fly. Today's the day. And today is the day that he conquers the moonshot. Come on. All Pac-Man has to do is bury this shot from the other foul line. The moonshot. If he does, 15 people will win $500. Bonus, 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 bonus. Hey, he's just judging it. Good. It's good. Getting a good read for it. Put some effort into it, Dan. Not a lot of urgency on the bonus ball, but hey, nothing but time here. <laughs> Obviously, this is going to be a historic day because Adam Pac-Man Jones is about to conquer the moonshot. 15 people. Boom. $500. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. To be paid Woo, on go. the internet, all because Pac-Man has conquered something that has beaten him for far too long. Yes. The moonshot was a pipe dream. Now the moonshot is conquered. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> 15 people, $500. What a day. Yeah. What a day. All time. Hey, for you, Ty. Hell yeah. Shout out to Ty. We hope he beats yeah. both of the ear infections that he is currently battling. That is both of his ears. That has to be absolutely miserable. <laughs> but Ty, the universe is blessing us. The universe just put the moonshot down for 15 people to win $500. And I don't think there's a more better way to wrap up this glorious Tuesday, April 25th, just two days before the Draft Spectacular, yeah. our fourth annual biggest show of the year. This year, second biggest show of the year, because 496,000 people watched as Aaron Rodgers talked about his next step. His next step is what he is now, which is a New York Jet. This draft is going to be different than the ones before. There's going to be surprises. There's going to be names we've never heard of. Wow. Having their dreams come true and franchises change, it's a great Time to be alive, Pac-Man. Hell yeah with that shot. Yeah, that boy, Pac. AJ, you're the best, pal. Tone, can't wait to watch Hammer Don in about 10 minutes at youtube.com forward slash Hammer Don. What are we talking about today? A lot of draft talk, fuel, full slate of MLB tonight, and then we got playoffs for NBA and NHL. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah, tons. Are we winning in those? Oh, yeah. The NHL had seven overtime games in the last four days. Nuts. Okay, those games are electrifying. The NHL was absolutely crushing it. Do the Bruins play tonight? Bruins do not play tonight because, unfortunately, unlike any city in here, uh, the Boston you know, area currently has two teams in the playoffs who have to play at home. So tonight, the Celtics, tomorrow, the Bruins. Sorry, I, you know, I had to just get that in because right. we're talking about the Patriots sucking so much. Who's we? He, he was. Yeah. No, you were, and you have been. Don't act like I can't see you spinning that yarn, making that sweater that says Patriots suck. I'm not. I'm not a knitter. Never have been. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. I'm just listening to what others are saying and making sure they're saying it clearly so we can all understand to see what happens with the Patriots, sure. who are in a much tougher division now, mm-hmm. out of nowhere with Aaron going to the Jets. Yeah. AJ? You look so cool. Pac-Man, great work. Smell me. Connor, see you later. Everybody in the back, fantastic job, boys. Oh, yeah. Thank you to the callers on the 500 phone line. We'll be back tomorrow with a massive Wednesday. Huge. On this draft spectacular week, you are the best people on earth. Say something nice to somebody. Goodbye.